This is the visionary Vaughn Vertigo, and you're listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. What's up? This is El Diablo Gabriel Fuerza, and you're watching Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Seal of Approved Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. The show's gotten better, but the Wi-Fi still sucks. My name is Tyler, and I am joined by my Cincinnati Bengals-loving friend, the one and only Mojito Mike. But Mike, we are not alone this week. Please tell the people who we have joining us. Man, this is fantastic because uh, you know we could be talking about a lot of a lot of stuff this week. We usually kind of fill in the pre-area stuff before the list with uh, with a lot of news and and bullshit. Really, we could be talking about Vince McMahon going back to WWE. We could be talking about uh, Impact's fantastic pay-per-view. But fuck all that. We're going to talk some Destiny Wrestling this week, baby. We've got the one and only. Uh, Owner of Destiny Wrestling. I don't know what you like to be called, Emilio, but we'll go with owner. Uh, we've got Emilio Albi. Emilio, how you doing, brother? Good, man. How you doing? We're, we're excited to have you. Uh, Bill's fan or not, we'll, we'll, we'll let, we'll, we're, we're going to bring you on the show. Uh, just for our love for number three, you know, we'll, we'll bring you on the show. Uh, no, this, that does not uh, extend an invitation for you, Clay Wilson. You're still banned from the show uh, until further notice. <laughs> I'm looking forward uh, to today, yeah, though. Thanks uh, for coming on, man. I'm looking forward to today. Later in the week, uh, we're going to be having Steve Macklin on the show. Uh, talking some impact wrestling, uh, but uh, at the end of the month, not only uh, we got some impact wrestling, Steve Macklin's going to be uh, hanging out with us at Destiny. Let's talk about that, man. Uh, two shows in a row, you got Steve Macklin coming to Destiny. I, I, I guess he liked what he saw at Homecoming, eh, Emilio? Uh, yeah, listen, Steve's a great guy. Um, he's 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 been around. He's been through the Fed. He's currently an impact on a huge role right now. Um, and he, he's doing his thing. He's great to watch. He's great in the ring. Um, and he's building himself up quite a win streak. You know, he's been doing it on impact. He won his first match in a destiny ring. Um, so we decided to bring him back again. The fans loved him. And yeah, you can't go wrong with having someone who's on TV weekly uh, showing up at destiny. I don't get nervous for Aiden Prince a lot, man. Uh, the guy's one of the, uh, the the most talented guys on the Ontario indie scene today. But you put him in a ring with Destiny, with Steve Macklin, especially for that title. If I'm Aiden Prince, I, I'm shaking a little bit going into this match. Well, if you followed a little bit of Twitter this week, Aiden, you know, retweeted the the match and said, "If I show up." with a few hashtags I won't use on the show because I don't know what age you guys go after on here. But uh, Steve, Steve Macklin responded, you know, and he responded with how fitting your nickname is Death Wish. So Steve Macklin's coming. He's coming for a fight on uh, January 29th. Now, Taylor, you had as much fun as I did at Destiny uh, the last time we were around. 
Um, how, yeah. how are we going to do this one, man? Uh, what are you looking forward to? Uh, you know, we had a lot of fun at homecoming. What, what's the thing you're looking for? We'll go through the card in a minute, but what are you looking forward to the most at New Beginnings? Uh, you know, I've got two things that really jump out uh, right off the get-go. I want to talk about the Motor City machine guns against Destroy, against Fuerza and Von Vertigo. Uh, you know, this has already got potential to be match of the year, not just on the Ontario indie scene, but I'll put this but match up against professional any wrestling. professional wrestling company has to offer. This is four of the best talents going uh, I can't wait to see that. I, I was to see Destroy, Vertigo, and Fuerza. Uh, tag team live about four or five times, and every time it's about to happen for me, something happens, I don't see it. I think it was just meant to be this way because what a way for me to see them as a tag team for the first time at Destiny on the on the 29th year. But the other thing I'm really excited about is uh, to catch up with uh, Alicia Toot again. I love the fact that you have her on as a host. She does a fantastic job. She's a great human being. Amelia, what, what kind of energy does Alicia bring for those shows? How important is she for the shows to you? Well, I think she's very important. You know, Alicia, she's, she was with Destiny before. She appeared on a few shows. Um, she has a huge following on all socials. Um, her, her flyer, us announcing that we're her um, only Canadian promotion that she's working for, um, it, it it drew more than any other flyer um, or post that we put on Instagram in the past four years. So just the, the sheer, uh, I guess you can say that on the, just the amount of people she reaches on her socials and her impact in the industry is, is just phenomenal. She, uh, she's been around for a while. She's known as the interview uh, queen. Um, and she's, she's been at some pretty big promotions. Uh, throughout North America. And when I had the opportunity to pick her up and add her to the team, it was just a no brainer. It was, yeah. you know, a, a quick conversation. We agreed to terms and now we're her Canadian uh, indie promotion. Absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait to see her out there again, but let's talk about the big one. Let's talk about the Motor City Machine Guns. They are the current Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, current New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions, Looking to add some destiny gold around their ways too. How pumped up were you when you were able to get a hold of machine guns and, and lock this state in, Emilio? Well, I was excited for a couple things. Um, one, I was excited for the sheer excitement of having this match between one of the very best independent tag teams, not just in Toronto, Ontario, but in Canada, in fight or flight, Gabriel Fuerza and Von Vertigo, um, and then able to put them in the ring with the caliber of tag team of the Motor City Machine Guns, who top five tag team in the world right now. You know, like you said, they hold the titles for New Japan Strong. They hold the Impact titles, another successful title defense this past weekend. So the caliber of match and just being able to get a tag team of that nature into Destiny was very, very exciting for me. And the second part of that is I needed to bring a tag team in that could teach these kids a lesson. They've been running rampant uh, through Destiny over the last six months from destroying things to ripping up the, the canvas to cutting the skirts. Um, just There's just been so much going on with these guys that I finally had to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to bring in a team here that will help me gain some control back of Destiny 
with these guys running rampant all over backstage and what they're doing in the ring. A hundred percent. And if you're, if you're looking to bring, uh, you know, one, you know, you're already going to bring in the fans that destiny had with, with the motor surgery machine guns. Now, you know, they're going to bring fans that maybe they haven't checked out a destiny show yet because they know the motor city machine guns. So this is a great time to be, around destiny right now we, we you know uh, tyler and i have been talking about going to destiny for for three years now it just never happened never happened and i i feel like we jumped on the boat right at the right time and i want to step away from the current card we'll go back to it but i i, I we like to, to kind of flip-flop on the show and i want to go to you for a minute emilio because you've been around like you, you people know you on the indies that you've been you've been known you've been around you've been around destiny a long time but this is only your second show as, as owner what made you, what clicked in you and said, you know what, I can do this. I, I, I can run Destiny Wrestling. And and what 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 was it that made you say, yeah, I'm doing this and come homecoming, you show that you can. What clicked in you? What made you do that? Well, see, this is a funny story because I didn't think I could do this. Um, I got involved with Destiny about almost a year now. Um, right at, towards the end, at the tail end of the pandemic, Iceman and I, uh, we got together and, and we had a discussion. Um, now, Iceman, a lot of people know he's down down south in Florida, living the good life in the warm weather while we're up here freezing. Um, it was hard because he was trying to run Destiny from afar. He was trying to run his, his baby, something that he's very passionate about, um, from afar. And it was really, really hard for him. Now, he's going to make some announcements coming up soon. Uh, what's he what he's doing with his career it just came to the point where he had to focus on him on elevating himself to the next level um and obviously the next level is you know catching on to one of the top three uh, promotions and uh, you know he he's pretty much there right now so he knew that a lot of his time would have to be dedicated to this new uh you know opportunity he had so he didn't know what to do with destiny does he shut it down something his blood sweat and tears he's put in for the last eight years or does he find someone that he trusts that will, you know, not only, uh, you know, keep destiny going, but elevate it. So him and I had a conversation. We agreed to some numbers. Um, I would like to say we shook hands, but we did it through a zoom similar to this. And, uh, we, we came across with the deal that, that worked for both of us. And yeah, once when it was done, I literally just sat there and said, what did I just do? And uh, what do I do now? Um, I've been a fan of, you know, I'm an 80s wrestling kid. Um, I love the big superstar, the larger than life athlete um, all through the, you know, the the era with DX, the rock, you know, they called it the attitude era. Um, I call it the most interesting era of television. Um, and so I've been a huge fan. And with Destiny, I followed Destiny for six years because Iceman and I, we had uh, previous business dealings. Um oh, shit. Yeah, so it just it just everything happened. It just clicked. It made sense. We did the deal. I hope I can do right by you know Iceman with what the, we're doing. Um, now with change, you know, new ownership, myself, a lot of things change. Um, some of the behind the scenes people change. Some of the talent's gonna change. But what I what I know I'm I plan on doing and what we are doing is I'm bringing in talent that has never been in a Destiny ring. Um, last show we had Steve Macklin. We had Warhorse. We had Blake Christian. Uh, they'd never been in a Destiny ring up to that point. 
Casey Spinelli. She hadn't been in a Destiny ring for almost three, four years. Um, coming into this show, we have Angels coming in. We have the Motor City Machine Guns coming in. I would love to tell you what I have for March and May, but I'm not going to let it out of the bag. Right <laughs> now. But again, it's more new talent. But I will tell you one thing for March, <laughs> I have reached out to a top promotion in the United States and I have their champion coming to defend his title on our show, March oh. 12th at Don Kolov Arena. Oh, we'll take that little teaser for sure. Yes, we will. Uh, you mentioned being an old school fan, Emilio. You, you've been watching a long time. You, you know, you're a big wrestling fan. So how much of a fanboy markout moment was it for you knowing this is mine now, this is my company, and then you walked out of that ramp that night, looked at Destroy right in the eye, and told them that they were facing the Motor City Machine Guns next month. Was that a cool moment for you, being in front of the fans like that? That was a cool moment. That was the first chance that, you know, people got to see, well, who's the new guy? And a lot of people still didn't know who I was. And right. I like that because the show isn't about me. It is about the talent. And I will pop in from time to time just to get my pop, you know, from everyone uh, to make a, an announcement when I can. But it, it truly is about the matches we put on the ring in the ring and, and trying to create those dream match scenarios those stories where the fans can really sink their teeth in and, and enjoy what's happening. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming up with destiny in 2023 that has never happened in destiny before, but you know, we just signed with IWTV. We're going to start a weekly show. We, you know, I guess I can call him Santino Morello right now and not Anthony yes. on his impact <laughs> thing. Uh, he's, he's one of our, our commentators and Sam Laterna, a uh, base out of New York. She's the yeah. second one. So we have a great commentary team. We have a great host in Alicia. Just there's a lot of great people, not only in Destiny, but throughout the whole Ontario independent scene. From where you guys are up in Barrie with Barrie Wrestling to the guys out in Cornwall at Seaway Valley, Seaway yeah. Valley. You got main event wrestling in Montreal. You got IWS in Montreal. You have, you know, CWF in St. Catharines. Um, and to me, people say, wow, you talk about all these other promotions, but they're your competition. And they're really not because if we're all doing well and putting on great shows, then the fans are getting their money's worth and the fans will keep on coming out to support. Not so much destiny, but come out and support the fan, uh, the, the talent, because they're the ones that are really out there busting their hump, trying to give themselves an opportunity. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, I, I really do believe that on... I, I believe that Ontario really has this untapped market of talent out there. Who are some guys on, on our local scene that just really impress you that, that you just, you know, get taken back when you watch them perform, whether they're on the destiny roster, or whether they're maybe going to debut the destiny roster at some point this year. Well, one of the guys, and uh, you know, I'm telling you, hopefully by the time this goes live, the flyers already out or else you guys are getting a spoiler. Um, but I've been traveling the indie scene for the last two months, going to watch every single show I can. And one guy that's really impressed me that's never been on a Destiny show before is Jax Williams. Oh, yeah. And he is going to make his Destiny debut January 29th uh, in a six-man scramble match. So he's really impressed me. Um, the one guy that's completely impressed me and blown me away is Evan Greenaway. I believe he is absolutely fantastic. And that kid there for being so 
brand new, I believe there's no glass ceiling for that kid. And I think he's going to go through the roof. I just, I think he's on a turn. He's on a rocket ship and he's just going to go up. So there's, there's not guys I could tell you about, <laughs> but you know, there's just, Big there's fan just of those so many chicken wings too, that uh, Mike, Mike and I work, Mike and I, Well, I think we're losing tie here, so I'll just take over for a minute. Um, yeah, I, I love what you said about the about the fans there, uh, Emilio. How yeah, you know, all those other businesses aren't your, exactly your, your competition because those fans, if they like something, they're going to travel around to see it. You've got fans that I saw at, at homecoming that about four or five guys that I see every month in Barry that I know for a fact have been to every Chinlock wrestling show in Kingston. I know for a fact have been to every Seaway show, every IWS show. They go all over the place because they love professional wrestling. If you're putting, you, you, there's no, you don't need to compete on the Ontario Indie scene these days. You really don't. All you have to do is put on the best show you possibly can, and you're going to get the people in. You prove that at home, uh, at, uh, at homecoming. Sean Gibson, our good friend, uh, proves that every month in Barry, and you know, and there's going to be your your promotion here and there that you know, maybe phones it in and they're not going to get the people all the time. Uh, so maybe they're the ones who say, you know, well, I'm in competition. Well, that's because you're not filling, filling your gym every week. Uh, yes. You know, uh, and you're, you're proving that right there. You don't need to compete. You just need to fill you fill that dunk all of every month. Yeah. And listen, and, and I'm open for business. I, I, I can tell you in June, I can't give you the exact date yet, but in a, on a Saturday in June, destiny, and Seaway Valley Wrestling, co-promoting a show in Cornwall, Ontario. Love it. And we did it four years ago. I wasn't involved with the company then. But when you're dealing with great people that care about their fans as well, those are the people I want to work with to be able to create something special. Again, for the fans to see where they'll get to see never-before-seen matchups and some dream matchups uh, all come together as one. Last thing I want to bring up before we, uh, we really push this show home. Um, one thing Tyler and I really noticed at Don Kolov in, in January, uh, we got to walk around before the, before the doors open. We got to shake some hands, got, uh, you know, we were behind, behind the scenes a little bit. And one of the things that we both took away was there was just something really special in the air. I knew it was because it was, a, it was kind of a new era for, for Destiny, but there was also this camaraderie. There seemed to be a lot of guys really supporting each other, supporting yourself. Uh, we saw guys that we've known for years, like Shane Saber, really, you know, leading the charge and, and doing his things. And all the all all the boys and all the girls were really really supporting each other in a way that I I don't see very often. I must say I don't see it a lot. I'm just it was very different that night. What can you say about especially your first show, Homecoming? What can you say about your locker room and your crew right now? Because like, as a fan, I'm going to tell you, I think you had something real special. Listen, the one thing I've realized with a lot of the talent and, and traveling to all the different shows is that they really care about each other. And, and they care. Yeah. They're not just there to, you know, get their money, make a name for themselves, and then leave. They, they want to see the promotions thrive. They want mm -hmm. to make sure the fans get the opportunity to see a great match. And they all care about each other. They want to make sure everyone's, you know, succeeding and whether, you know, person A wins the match and person B doesn't, you know, it, they, they, they work real hard. They're all trying to uh, obtain and hit their goals. 
Um, but yeah, just the team start to finish from our agents to our camera crew to even yeah. the battle arts students that come in and help us with all the setup of the chairs and the video wall and the media wall and the, the, the skirts, the turnbuckles, like everything. Everyone works so well together because everybody wants to succeed together. This is not just a promotion gets ahead and the talent gets stiffed. This is not just a talent get ahead and the promotion gets stiff. This is we all work together and we all succeed together. I'm hoping that the Wi-Fi for me is going to work together right now. I apologize, guys. But anyway, <laughs> I'd love to know. <laughs> I'd love to know about just some of your wrestling fandom. You know, you said you're a big fan of the the 80s product who are some guys that that caught your eye right away and then just you know put this wrestling bug inside of you believe it or not one thing i used to get a kick of kick out of a long time ago was the killer bees when they would go yes. around the ring and put their masks on yeah um that that was one of the things for me that i just i loved um i loved the vignettes when they would introduce new talent which yeah is something that you will see with destiny after this March show, you won't see any debuts for the company unless you've seen at least three different vignettes for that individual, because I, like I want the fans to understand who the individual is. So before that person walks through the, you know, to the ring and walks through the curtain, I want the fans to already have an idea if they're going to love them or hate them based on their vignettes. Love that. So it's not a quiet Very reaction. Awesome. Yeah, so it's not a quiet reaction for the fan, you know, that just sees them and for the talent coming through. Like, I remember Razor Ramon, and I was just like, yeah. man, I hate this guy, but I want to be this guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's the one thing I got from those vignettes back in the olden days. And just, 100%. you know, you see Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon doing their little things, and that's what it was for me. It, it was and the larger than life characters it was just it was incredible like, i i i feel like a kid every time i talk about the 80s yeah you know i miss some, uh, sorry man i was just gonna say that's something that i picked up on at the last show you know you came over and you sat with us for a little bit we were watching the battle royal together and and we both were just so captivated and, and watching you know you watch your product but you were still watching it like a fan i thought that was really cool and i I think that's like a, a really important quality to have where you still have your fandom and, and you're still booking like, you know, what we would want to see. And I think that's an important quality. That's to very have. important. Yeah. Well, and, and the one thing I've made a promise to myself is that I'm never going to get in the ring. I was told to go in the ring to do that promo with, with the boys. And I, I wasn't doing it because I, the, the reason why I enjoy watching is because they do stuff that I cannot do, nor would I ever even try to do. So to see that and, and to watch them get their moment in front of the fans, for me, watching that is way more important. And if it gives me a better feeling than actually, you know, being in the ring and doing something like that. So do you, do you have something for this next show on the 29th that, that you're really excited about seeing? Like, you know, Tarek and, An and Angel is going to be good. The Machine Guns, like what, what's, what's like the draw for you for this month that, that you as a fan are just like, this is going to kick ass? I want to say the six-man scramble with who we have in it. I think we have a, a great uh, group of guys that are in that match. Um, and I think they're going to, they're going to, like, I believe the card, I know we're going to go over it in a second, but top to bottom, I believe the card is phenomenal. We're crowning the first ever new era champion um, after the debacle with the next gen title at the last show. Um, 
So I'm excited for the fans to see the belt. Uh, I worked from pretty much almost day one to, to make this belt. It is, is, it is 100% custom. And I think the fans are going to love it. It's a completely different design than what people are used to. Um, so seeing someone, you know, that something that I created and having someone be able to carry it and, and, and represent the brand, I, I think is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that should be a good match. I was really impressed with Ren Jones on the last show. And, and maybe for you someone too. who's not too familiar with Ren and, and with Zach Patterson, uh, tell the people what, what they can expect to see when those two get in the ring. Um, well, when you got Ren, you know, Ren is known as the swag meister, you know, like he has that swag and when he's in his gear and he's getting ready for the ring, you know, even just his personality in everyday life, like him and I have had a few conversations this week and, you know, he's, he's just incredible. He has the look, he has the stamina, he has the persona, he has what it takes to be a star in this industry. And to me, I believe he is going to be one of the next indie guy signed to a contract um you know you, he's on smackdown a lot recently i don't know if people are watching but he's playing a security role you know he got pushed around by ronda one episode uh he helped get the um the hooded person out of the ring that the one time oh, okay that when it was if people look back but ren is a fantastic guy he has the look and then you know you flip it over when you talk about looks zach patterson to me, he looks like he reminds me of a young John Cena. Uh -huh. You yeah. know, he's in the gym. I can see that. Yeah, he's very, very strong. Um, he's now aligned himself with the oh. one and only Clay Wilson. Um, but Clay Wilson has informed me uh, through his people that he is now going to be known in Destiny Wrestling no. as Clay Wilson Lafleur. Oh, I hate he it. He wants so much. everyone to know that he is from. <laughs> La Belle Provence of Quebec. Oh, Clay Wilson. Oh, Clay Wilson. You know, I used to always say that Clay Wilson was uh, always misunderstood, but uh, after having him on our live show on uh, New Year's Eve there, I, I don't know, Clay. I, I think uh, I think maybe uh, you're not so misunderstood, and maybe the people are on to something here. Oh, yes. Clay Wilson. You know, and, you know, breaking away from the show and stuff aside, um, Clay, uh, the first time I met Clay was at Summer Heat. And because nobody knew who I was at that time and George was in Miami, like Clay actually bought a ticket for the show um, and, and showed up. And to me, I was, I was impressed just right there by the type of gentleman that he was because he could have yeah. came up to me or got someone to come up to me and I probably would have said, yeah, you know what? Come on in. I, I appreciate what you do in the ring. And, and I've seen you help before. So, but he, he purchased a ticket to come to the show. Um, it showed me a lot. Um, he, he's, he was always there to help. And for me, that's a big thing. You know what I mean? Paying your dues um, from everything that I've heard, you know, and I, when, when I see people do that, it means the world to me because it means they really want to be a part of something. Not only do they want to get a chance, but they want to be a part of something and they're willing to do whatever it takes to become a part of something. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll put Clay over as well. We when we we started with Barry about a year and a half ago, Clay was the first person that came up to us. You know, we were like lost puppies walking in. We'd never done anything like this before, and he made us feel very welcome. Uh, you know, I do the ring announce stuff, and Barry he's always checking in to make sure that I'm I'm looking the part. So, all right, Clay, we'll put you over a little bit, but that's it. That's it yeah, for I, this week, Clay. No more. 
I will not be putting Clay over this week. Uh, Clay, <laughs> Clay, is, Clay is mean. Clay makes me yes. cry. <laughs> yeah. Character-wise, I would love to punch Clay in the face when he's in the <laughs> ring, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, Free outside I, the ring is not so bad. You you mentioned talking about um, about Zach Patterson and about um, uh, Ren Jones there and saying that these could be guys that you could see being signed in the future. Somebody who I think is really on the cusp of being signed is the bionic woman, Alexi Nicole. Uh, she's going to be in action on the 29th. I, I don't know if anybody on the Ontario scene had a bigger year than Alexi Nicole last year. She's really setting the world on fire. I, I talked to her last month up in Barrie, and, and I told her, you know, I'm really going to miss you when you're gone, Alexia, because it's only a matter of time. How impressed are you with, with everything that she does in the ring? I've always been impressed with what she's done. And th- and that's the thing from just watching her, um, you know, watching her match against uh, Fuerza in Ottawa oh, yeah. um, and their, their hardcore match or street match. fight match, however, went down. Um, was I was great. quite impressed with that. And sh- she works really hard. Like she, she went out and got herself intro music. Like she got her, she, you know, got her gear updated. She works really, really, really hard. And when you see people work that hard, you want to give them, even more opportunity. Like you wish you could give them even more than what you, you know, you're, you're giving them because you see how passionate they are. You see how hard she's willing to work. You, she's sitting there. She talks to people like, like whether she's asking for advice or giving advice to the new guys that see her, she's always willing. And, and to me, that just, it, it just shows the type of person that she is. So why wouldn't you want to push someone and, and try to get them to the next level? Because if you can get individuals like that to the next level, the next level is going to be even better place than what it is today. Absolutely. You know? uh, I, I also want to talk to you about Legends Row here. We've got referee Harry D yeah. going into Legends Row. Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about Legends Row and, and if this is something that we can expect to see maybe uh, more in the future of and, and just the importance of Harry D to, to Destiny. Um, well, Legends Row, the one thing I dislike about the WWE, for example, and all these other promotions is they have their hall of fame, but there's no physical hall of fame to be able to see anything. It's, it's a one night event at some of the live shows. They'll bring some of the, you know, the old clothing out or ring gear or whatever it might be. And you get to see it once in a while. So for me, there's no real hall of fame. So what is a hall of fame? The hall of fame is, is, is an imaginary product. Uh, unless Disney buys the fed, uh, we're never going to see a real hall of fame. So for me, Legends Row, it's going to be one of the front rows at the Don Kolov Arena um, where it's going to have a specialty chair. And Harry D is going to get not only a plaque and recognition of his 30 years uh, in professional wrestling, but he's also going to get a nameplate on one of those chairs that he can either use himself for any given show, anywhere that Destiny goes across Ontario or Canada, or he can offer that chair up to a friend, but it will be there at every single show on display and it will have his name on it, class of 2023. And, you know, it's just a way to, to give someone recognition that has done so much for a lot of the indie talent. And as, as talented as the guys in the ring are, without the referees, there is no match. There 100%. is no flow. Um, so these guys are very, very important, and there's no one better uh, to get this started uh, than Harry D. Uh, so January 29th, he will be elected into Legends Row. 
Um, I'm excited he's bringing his family and everything like that. And there's a lot of fans I know um, that want to be able to give Harry D a big thank you for everything that he's done, not only in Destiny, but he has called some of the biggest matches in Ontario independent wrestling, even across Canada and as well on, on Impact. So he, he has... He, he has the accolades, you know, of, of being everywhere. He's, he's done the top matches. He's helped new up-and-coming refs. Um, like, we're bringing in Emily from um, Nova Scotia for this, for this show, and she's so excited to be here uh, for this. So it just goes to show, like, you know, how far Harry's reach has gone. Absolutely. Uh, something that I, I really like, that that you're doing with the booking here is the way that you kind of layer the talent and what i mean by that is you know you'll bring in kind of like a big draw like the machine guns and then you know some of the best talent that ontario has to see so they can get that exposure but you also bring in some really um like hot up-and-comers that have a name behind them too you know we saw blake uh christian blake last month uh we see uh this month we have uh Alan, oh sorry, Blake. I do that every time. Uh, <laughs> we we have Alan Angels. Alan Angels coming in this month. I think this is a great uh, person to bring in. He's coming off this red hot angle in Impact Wrestling, fresh off a, a big AEW run, and just like a hungry young talent that's ready to prove himself. And I think him and Tarek, they they could be the dark horse to steal the show if they if they give him the right time there. One hundred percent. And you know, I want to knock on wood. I'm getting really lucky when booking talent. Like Angels was actually booked well before his run on Impact started. So, you know, we had the deal in place. And next thing you know, two weeks later, he's starting a major storyline um, with Violent by Design, which is now, you know, their new group with um, names going to slip my mind here for a second. Uh, Cody Dean. Yeah, Cody Dean is running, uh, running the group now. So, it's like, you know, we struck gold with it. He's, he's coming in hot. Tarek is going to have his hands full. But at the same time, Angels is going to have his hands full with Tarek because when we talk about untapped talent and, and, and people that should be signed, Tarek is that guy. He, he's the most experienced, I believe, in Ontario right now that's still out there just killing it. He has the look. He has the physique. He's fantastic in the ring. Um, I'm excited to see what 2023 is going to bring for Tarek, you know, 2023 and beyond. Uh, not only in destiny, but for his own career. Yeah, absolutely. Since we're talking about upcoming talent, um, I'm going to ask you a question. If you uh, feel free to tell me to F off and we'll edit this right out. But I have to ask, am I allowed to ask what happened with Jordan Oliver? No. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That's uh, what I'll editing say, is for. <laughs> I'll say one word, politics. All right. Um. But yeah, it just we are going to rebook him on a show. Um, it's just unfortunate. It was so close with um, GCW. I don't believe I'll be able to get him out here for March 12th. Um, so we, I do want him. I think he's a great talent. Maybe I bring him out here with Nick Wayne next time. Uh, we throw them in a tag match. Um, so, listen, when, when you're booking, sometimes things happen. People can't do certain things. Um, and I understand. Um, sometimes it could be a double booking. Uh, sometimes it could be um, the flights aren't working because they're working a show the previous night and they would just get in way too late that I, you don't want to risk them missing their flight or something like that or flight being delayed. So there's there's lots of little things that go into this. I'm just glad that the little things happened 
early enough, early on, that we were able to, you know, announce the new match uh, with Macklin versus Aiden. Um, and that, you know, we had the talent there already for the card yeah. so that the show can go on. You know, the, sh- the card's always subject to change. I don't, I don't like change because I, you know, I'm planning six months out for everything, but I do know because I'm planning six months out, there is going to be change. And I just have to, you know, be able to adjust very, very quickly. Yeah, that, that kind of segues into something I, I'm curious about. You know, I've always, um, I've always admired the, the the booker and the promoter, and and I think there's a lot of hard work that goes into the product that that you put out that we don't know about. What's been some of the biggest challenges for you personally? You know, that uh, taking over Destiny and coming into this role. Listen, every show, just like any business, there's a budget, right? Um, a budget from what you can do physically uh, and money-wise, financially. So when putting together a show, you have to work within certain things. And because, you know, in Canada, we all know we get totally screwed when it comes to flights, whether it be flying out or <laughs> in. Um, and the U.S., unfortunately, some of their hubs don't come into, into Canada that easy. Um, like Charlotte, which you would figure would have a, a you know a nice easy way to fly in. No, they they usually have to go into it back to Atlanta before they fly up. So finding talent that lives in areas like Orlando, um, Ohio is, is very easy uh, for flights. Um, finding people that are live in the border towns very easy as well for a drive um, or a flight. Um, and just sometimes you know just the the, the talent and their schedule. You know, they might be free on a weekend. You, you don't have your show and uh, for your show, they, they already got booked three months ago because they're hot. Yeah, yeah. So it's really a gamble because you're taking a chance that the talent, the people are still going to be interested in that talent at the time of the show. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I've been lucky. Blake Christian, you know, was a great uh, ad for one of our shows, bringing in Steve Macklin for the last show and having him this show. Uh, yeah. Great ad. Uh, for the company and hopefully he's going to be around for more shows because I think he's absolutely tremendous. Um, you know, getting Warhorse, getting angels, bringing in this unnamed champion of an independent promotion in the U S that's going to be defending his title in March um, is, is, is something big. So we have a lot of good, there's a lot of good things and it does take a lot of work. I, I go to bed at nighttime before I go to bed, I watch about an hour, hour and a half of video uh, of people that I want to check out. Um, lots of people send me matches, but I already know they're sending me their best matches. So I want to search and I want to find previous matches and other matches that aren't their best to see if they're going to fit into what destiny is. So uh, a question I'd like to ask you then, because uh, we talked about fandom and we're all fans at heart. If you could just, you know, throw a budget out the window, it doesn't matter about anything. What's a dream match that you wish that you could book? with anybody currently going just like, you know, your, your, your dream match that you could book. Well, I want to, I'll be honest with you guys here. If I tell you that I might be giving away my summer heat main event. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll have to bring you back on after you announce that and we can revisit that question again, then I, I can oh. tell you my staple show will be Sunday, August 20th, summer heat. And if I'm able to make my dream, one of my dream matches come true, it's going to be on that show. 
And I can tell you, I'm in negotiations right now with both the talent. I love that. And I also love the fact that that's a week before my girlfriend's birthday. So I'll have no heat going to that show, which makes me <laughs> very happy. <laughs> but, you know, if I were to throw a, a, a middle of the road dream match out there. Oh, man, I, I got to tell you, they're both local to Toronto. And I think it would be one of the funniest things in the world. But Santino Morella and Aaron Stevens, who's currently in Toronto right now. Yeah. To me, that would be one of those matches because, for me, they really made wrestling fun. Um, yeah. when, when Aaron Stevens was doing the Damien Sandow um, with The Miz when he yeah. was on the stunt double, um, and anything that Santino did was gold. Um, there's, you, know, you can go on YouTube and watch some of his stuff, and you'll just start laughing hysterically. So that, that would be a fun one for me. Uh, obviously, a huge fan of The Rock. Um, I don't know if it's in the budget to be able to bring him in for a match. <laughs> Maybe between movies. I'm glad you mentioned Santino, though, because it kind of segues into uh, the second part of the show here, and then we'll give the hard sell uh, for Destiny again at the end of the show. But uh, Royal Rumble season is upon us. Santino Morella has one of the most entertaining and iconic Royal Rumble moments of all time. What are yep. some of your favorite Royal Rumble uh, moments, memories, uh you know, it's one of the best matches going, right? I, I think it's the surprises when the dirt sheets weren't giving everything away. Mm-hmm. So for me, Royal Rumble season, I try to stay away from any of the sites that might give away some of the spoilers. Me too. Um, you know, just tonight, you know, I'm glad the, the Fed did it. And sorry, when I say the Fed, I mean WWE. Um, they announced that Cody Rhodes is going to be in the Rumble. Um, they promoted his nightmare factory and promoted that he was going to be in it. And the reason why I'm excited that they did it is because everyone already knew it. Yeah. Plus so, they're, they're giving him that triple H treatment that, 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 uh, when triple H was injured and he came back, you know, doing those things yet again, and they, they didn't just surprise everybody with them. They knew he was going to come back. So they did those, they did the build. <laughs> they're doing the same thing with Cody and I'm loving that because they don't do that anymore. No, everyone's about the surprise. Uh, I, I I like this. I like it a lot. And the fact I, I do like they, the build. Yeah, well, and the fact the that they, the fact that they announced Cody as well, it's not going to have the fans distracted from the Rumble match. When's Cody coming? We want Cody. We want Cody. You know, we know he's yeah. coming, so we'll chill, and then we're going to lose our mind when he comes out. And I I like that as well. Yeah, exactly. But the surprises have always been great. Like when we think back a few years when Edge made his return. Yeah, um, one of the, one of the best Royal Rumble moments, one of the best wrestling moments of all time. Yeah, it, it was absolutely hysterical, you know. But then you think of some of the crazy stuff that you've seen, uh, <laughs> Kofi Kingston, with some yeah. of his saves that he's made. I know he messed up, I believe, uh, two Rumbles ago. Yeah. Um, but the majority of the stuff that he's done has been great, you know. You're, and that gives you something that you want to see. What's Kofi gonna do this time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's gonna, which? Former talent's going to come back for, you know, their five minutes in, in the match just to, you know, get the fans to pop and give them that, you know, that wow feeling, you know, the goosebump feeling when, when they're coming down to the ring. Because as a fan, that's what we like. Like, we love the action in the ring. We want to see someone who's always on the show in there and, and doing well. But we like to see those three, four, five surprises that, you know, get us to eat and pop sitting on our couches uh, when, when they come out. 100% Christian a couple years ago. That was a good one, too. That one got me pretty good. Yeah. Well, but so... 
Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, so what we're doing on the show this week is we're counting down the top seven Royal Rumble match performers of all time. So, you know, when you think of the Royal Rumble, who, uh, you know, we'll get to the list in a minute, but I'd like to know your opinion, Emilio. Who do you think is Mr. Royal Rumble? Kane. Kane? Oh, that's I fair. Think, that's I fair. think I'm going to get some heat from Emilio yeah. on my list this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think? You guys want to? Do you want to jump in and, and and we'll bang out this list pretty quick here? Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. All right, let's so let's. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. I just want to put forward 100. percent I know we're going to say at the end of the show, but don't forget, it is January 29th at the Don Call of uh, Arena. Okay, that is that is new beginnings. Uh, tickets are there's still a couple left, right, Emilio? One, one yeah, or two? We, I, we're down, we have a few second row left, uh, yeah. and in the general admission, get on those, they're not going to last long. By the time this uh show airs, you have less than two weeks to get those tickets. Get them, I, I, I swear to God, we were at homecoming. If if this show's half as good as that one, you're not going to want to miss it. We'll talk about it again at the end, but uh, do not miss this show. January 29th in Mississauga. All right, Tyler, take it away to the Royal Rumble, baby. All right, here we go. Number seven for my greatest Royal Rumble performers of all time. Uh, I had a hard spot. I narrowed this down between two, but I went with Charlotte Flair, actually. And I go with Charlotte here. Now, let me read off some stats because, you know, people are like, oh, Charlotte, what? She's won the 2020 Royal Rumble. She has the most total eliminations out of any woman in Royal Rumble history with 15. The longest amount of total time spent in a Royal Rumble uh, for the women with two hours and 21 minutes. And she's been the runner up in two other Royal Rumble matches. Not final four, the runner up. I really went back and and fourth, I, I thought Bianca Belair had a shot here. I, I also really liked Hulk Hogan in this number seven spot as well. But but for me, Charlotte with the win and just the limited rumble matches that she's been in and the impressive statistics that go with that, uh, I think Charlotte is a safe choice for my number seven here. I was going to say I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to reserve judgment until I see who didn't make your list. Uh you just spoiled that Hulk Hogan didn't make your list. So that's all right. I'm still going to reserve, reserve judgment a little bit. I'm going to let, let you go on until I, I say that you're wrong. Uh, but at least we can say one thing about your number seven. At least this time, it, it, it's not unfair to Flair. That's right. It's not unfair <laughs> to Flair. I mean, what do you think? I, I saw maybe a little bit of res, uh, uh, reservation in your, in your face when I said Charlotte. Did I catch you off guard with that one a little bit? As long as she's not the only woman on your list. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, I think I might get a little more heat from Emilio on this list too. But this is what the whole fun of it's all about. This is what we do as fans. We love it. Number six moment. Uh, number six uh, Royal Rumble performer, in my opinion, uh, as a man that we just talked about a second ago. I went with Edge in the number six spot. Yeah, it's a good spot for Edge. Yeah, that's a good spot for me. It's bait. You know, I think. The, the pop that he got when he made the return. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that Number six is deserved. I want to see the rest of the list, but I'm okay with number six. Yeah, so with you got, Edge you got also, some stats for Edge there? Yeah, with Edge. Well, he, he did the surprise return at two Rumbles also because he did it in 2010 when he won. He also got That's a big right. 
pop there. He also won the 2021 Royal Rumble, running the distance, going from number one all the way to the end. Uh, he's been in the final four of four other Royal Rumbles. He's got 23 total eliminations, which puts him on the 10th of all time. Uh, he's been in the Royal Rumble for a total amount of three hours and 31 minutes, which puts him six all time. And in my opinion, we talked about it. One of the greatest Royal Rumble moments of all time when he made his return, that look on his face when he first came out of the smoke that like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening again. I think it's one of the most powerful things I I've ever seen in professional wrestling. I believe number six is way too low. Yeah. Eh? Top two for sure. Top well, two. Top Let's see, because I got some more stats to bang out here. And, and my number five gives Edge a run for his money on him. And it's all about the game. We're talking about Triple H. Triple H number, is your number five? He's my number five spot. Now, right. with my number five and my number four, you can really kind of flip a coin with them because their stats are so <laughs> similar. But my number four, I went with for a, a different reason. So with Triple H... He was the winner of the 2002 and 2016 Royal Rumble. Uh, 32 total eliminations, which ties him for six of all time. Four hours total time in the Royal Rumble, which puts him fourth of all time. And he has three final four appearances while he won the World Heavyweight Championship in the 2016 Royal Rumble. I know, Mike, you sound a little bit fired up here, but Emilio, I want your take on, on yeah. Triple H here. See, it's funny. I don't even think I have Triple H in my top seven. Yeah, he wow. wasn't in my list originally. And then he, the more I like dug into the stats, the more I got impressed by, by the numbers that I saw. I'm a big, with this list, I went with a lot of numbers on it. A lot of stats impressed me. Yeah, I, I can see that you're going based on numbers. So that, that's fine. You know, based on numbers, yeah, Triple H can be up there. But for me, he doesn't even make the top seven. Uh-oh, Mike. Are you okay I, over there? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm fine uh, because, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I didn't. I didn't base my list on, on numbers. I based my list on uh, just being a goddamn mark. Uh, and I am a <laughs> and I am a fucking mark for Triple H, baby. Yeah, he was. He was my number four. If uh, I, I'm with Emilio though, because yeah. if if I wasn't basing this on numbers, Triple H wouldn't be on my list either. He doesn't have many memorable moments in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but his performances are strong, and you know he he ran the gauntlet a couple times there, uh, a couple long performances he did, but he doesn't have that, you know, oh shit moment that my number four has. My number four, I'm going with uh, Triple H's good friend, the Heartbreak Kid, Sean. Are Michaels. you fucking with me right now? After yeah. everything we talked about last week, one week ago, we sat here and listed. All of the great moments that Shawn Michaels has had in the fucking Royal Rumble. And you're sitting there telling me he's number four? Number four. I'm about to teach Emilio what the C word is here on this show. <laughs> Listen, oh. I'm going by stats. Big time stats. You know, the moments have a big impact as well. Of course, we can't forget one foot. One foot in 1995. But that Royal Rumble was really shit. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Shawn oh, yes, Michaels was, was fantastic it was in it. And that's one of the greatest finishes in Royal Rumble history. But that Rumble was, you know, well done. We listened to people last week. Well we're done. We're talking Mantar. about performances. Well, let's talk about his performances. Ugh. He won the 1995 and 1996 Royal Rumble. 39 total eliminations, which puts him third of all time. Total time in the Rumble, three hours, 47 minutes. Uh, 
three Final Four appearances. And, of course, we have to talk about his amazing sell job in the 2010 Rumble when uh, he got eliminated and lost his chance to fight The Undertaker right. again. Fantastic stuff. Emilio, is, Sh- where, is Sean on your list? Where do you put him if he is? He, he'd probably sneak in at number seven. Number seven, eh? And See, it's, simply not- for, it's simply for that moment where he sold um, the not getting the chance to fight The Undertaker. Yeah, and come on, one foot in 95 is pretty awesome. But I like that more for Vince than Sean, I think. One <laughs> yeah. foot, one foot. All right, Mike is going to n- not like yeah. my number three and my J- number J- two. Just to put context on this, Sean was my number two. Sean was your number two? Yeah. Well, we'll get there. My number three, you need to acknowledge the head of the table, brother. Absolutely not. Doesn't even make the list. Didn't make my list either, man. Didn't make my list. No. See, to to me, Roman is so impressive. No, you you need to sell this. I love me some Roman Reigns. I love me some Roman Reigns. But you need to fucking sell this if we're talking about the Royal Rumble. Now, if I have my stats correct... Uh, Roman Reigns has only been in five Royal Rumble matches. He is the winner of the 2015 Royal Rumble. He is a four-time runner-up, not even Final Four, runner-up in Royal Rumbles. He's eliminated 32 people, which is sixth of all time, with only being in that many Royal Rumble matches. And he holds the re- or he did hold the record with eliminating 12 people in a single Royal Rumble match. For the limited amount of time that he has been in the Royal Rumble matches, I don't think there's many more people that have been more dominant than Roman Reigns in Royal Rumble matches. And if you didn't read that all off to me, I wouldn't have remembered any of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's why the stats are here, though. I think the stats, maybe three could be high. I, I could I could switch him and Sean, maybe. But, I mean, the guy is impressive in the Rumble, man. He's impressive in the Rumble. He dominates every time he goes in there. Switch him and Bushwhacker Luke. <laughs> yeah, Bushwhacker. Oh, that is memorable. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if I can win you back with my number two then. My number I two. Have no, I have no clue who you're like. Our number ones have to sync up. They have to. I think else. so, right? Fuck. But I have no idea who your number two could be. No, I'm going no with uh, I'm going with the Beast Brock Lesnar for number two. You don't uh, even have Kane on your list. I don't have Kane on my list. I don't. Uh, outside of that one Royal Rumble match, he he didn't do anything else that I remember, but he's never won the Rumble. Like, that's big for my list. You got to at least be a winner to make my list. No, sorry. Can't do it. <laughs> I mean, where where would you moment, put Kane? I'm, moments, I'm curious. Moments have to come into to, to consideration for you. I don't feel like they are. Like, the Drew Carey moment alone puts him on this, uh, puts him at the number seven spot. And then... You have the fact that that the Kane is, you know, held the record for so long of having the most eliminations, and you know, and how many wasn't he in like fifteen Royal Rumbles? Sixteen, I think total. Yeah. I think he the I most authentic the most. eliminations. They were shoving Roman down our throat with those eliminations. Kane's that is fair. eliminations were all authentic eliminations, and he was in one of the greatest ones with Santino. So also fair. The moments what? that Kane gave the Rumble should put him at number one, but it's your list, not Oh, mine. you put him right at number one, eh? Right at number one. When I wow. think Royal Rumble, I think hey, Kane. You asked you know, Emilio who was Mr. Royal Rumble, and he said Kane. 
That's so fair. That you know, crazy. you do think about Kane with the Royal Rumble a lot. And, and with my list, I go a little bit more stat heavy. I like the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. And that's what impresses me. The moments are there too. But you can't discredit Brock Lesnar here. This guy I'm has not going to discredit Brock, but... If you hear two? his Royal Rumble stats, though, okay? He is the winner of the 2003 and 2022 Royal Rumble. He has the most eliminations in a single Rumble with 13. He has 29 total eliminations, tied for seventh of all time. And he's only been in four Royal Rumble matches. That's impressive, man. But we only remember him for two. The one where he threw the 13 straight people out and the one that he came into the ring uh, and, and eliminated Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember him for, uh, for the surprise last year. I thought was pretty good. He came out after losing the world title and, and won the rumble. And I really liked his rumble performance. And uh, I think it was, Oh, what did I say? Oh, three. I, I really liked that whole Royal rumble pay-per-view though. That could just be the, the, the fan and me uh, fanning over that one a little bit, but I mean, he eliminated the Undertaker. Baker and Kane in the number two and three spots in that rumble. He eliminated oh, so, Kane. Oh, 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 I see. So it's impressive to eliminate Kane. It's yeah. just not impressive, <laughs> it's, impressive okay, when Kane I, eliminates I, I, people. Okay. Yeah, that's All right. right. This is a biased list. Bias list. It's a biased list. I think I just I think uh the door is gonna be locked for me and only me for <laughs> Destiny Wrestling on the 29th. Right. <laughs> Have a seat All right. to go back. Yeah. Right, break, break the glass, tell us you're number one because number one if, you, if you're not talking about stone cold steve austin you're fucking wrong it's got to be stone cold steve austin the only three-time winner in royal rumble history 36 total elimination puts him fourth all time two hours 45 minutes total time in the rumble 12th all time his amazing performance in 1997 out of this world uh one of the the greatest moments in the history of of the royal rumble where you're sitting on the ropes and, and the hitman's music hits when those hands go up there how how many years did they replay that for years still and do. years and years you know yeah and that, that was over 25 years ago i have a more important question okay how did randy orton not make this list thank you i i looked at randy's my, numbers randy was my number three he's a yeah. two-time he's a two-time winner and you know his his moments were pretty good. My favorite Randy Orton moment in the Royal Rumble was him and Mick Foley when when Foley did the run out in in 03, I think it was. <laughs> I just think that these these guys had better performances than Randy Orton. I, I could bump Charlotte off maybe and put Orton in that spot. He was in the fighting for number seven. Uh, Kofi was in there. Hogan, Randy, they were all in this fighting for number seven. Chris Jericho was in the fighting for number seven. That's the hardest spot to do, but. I'm standing by my list. I'm standing with the numbers now. If we're doing like, you know, greatest, um, you know, just but like. That's holy... not what your list is called. Your list is not Royal Rumble it's, by the numbers. It's Royal Rumble performers. These are their performances they put but, in. But you're not, Steve Austin's you're, only been in six Rumbles. He's got three wins, two Final Fours. And he was supposed to have a third Final Four, but he slipped and fell in 96. <laughs> but you're ranking the performance by the book. You're not ranking the performance by the from the fan standpoint. The fan from the fans, I, I that that's how I'd be making this list. I'd be ranking it. The performance isn't what they were told to go out and do. The performance is what they go out and fucking do. So yeah. who, that's, who on my you know, list didn't things... have a good performance? though? everyone on my list put in a good performance. Charlotte doesn't make the list if you're going to use performances. Look at Kofi. Kofi I'll give you. I'll give you Charlotte. After moment after moment after moment. After moment after moment in the Royal Rumble match. 
I'll concede to that one. I'll give you. I'll give you that one. I'll put. I'll. I could slide Charlotte off the list. I will give you that one then. Our list would be completely different, but it's your Very. list. Yeah, that's, that's what, it. That's what the beauty of professional wrestling is. Is you know we can all have our different takes on it, but we can I, have the fun I'm, conversations. Unless, it, like unless this it's about my it. take. Unless yeah, it's my well, take, and then, you, and then I'm told I have no credibility. Yeah, your takes are usually shit. <laughs> everyone else, though, it's fun to, to hear what everyone else has to say. But that's what I love about it. You know, Emilio's got a totally different list. Mike's list was different. Um, but I, I just think Steve Austin was hands down the number one. And and everybody, with the exception of Charlotte, then had an holy shit Royal Rumble moment on their on their resume when they did it. So, Emilio, you didn't really uh, weigh in on, on Stone Cold here. Um, obviously you said Kane would be your number one. Would Stone Cold even be your number two or, or, or where, where are you putting Stone Cold here? Stone Cold would be further down the list, maybe five or six, simply because if you watched the show and it, the way everything was going, you knew Stone Cold was winning the Rumbles. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way they were, the way they were. Maybe, just maybe, maybe not 97, but 98, 90, uh, and what was it? 98 and 2001. Yeah, for sure. Oh, one. Oh, one. Thank yeah. Thank you. Like you just knew he was winning, that and, and the way that they were going. So there's there's so many different things. But like I said, for me, I look at moments. To me, Santino might even make the top seven because the timing of getting in the ring to get knocked out right away. <laughs> his cell. I wasn't ready. I love yeah. that. But you know, his other big moment too is when everyone thought he was gonna put Del Rio out, and the place yeah. lost their fucking mind. Yeah, you know? I remember sitting there watching that live and actually believing Santino could could do this. Th- this could happen, you know. And uh, Santino made you believe that moment. No, yes. not Vince McMahon, not Bruce Pritchard, nobody with the pen. They didn't make me believe that moment. Santino Morella made me believe that he could he could throw out Del Rio and go to fucking WrestleMania. And that's that. This is what I'm talking about: performances, not the numbers. The true performances by the performer. That's what I'm talking about. Something like Santino Morella. And if you show up to Destiny Wrestling on January the 29th, you can ask Santino Morella all about that moment, and you can ask him all about how great the Motor City Machine Guns are going to be, and hanging out with Alicia Toot. And Alan Angels and Steve Macklin and uh, everybody, man. This is a loaded card, January 29th. Emilio, this has been a blast, man. I'll tell you what, open invitation for the next time that we come on to talk about a future Destiny show. You you make a you bring a list with us, man. We'll we'll talk about what like you it. want to talk I about. Like it. And you want to know the best thing about the 29th is that there's still a couple surprises that no one knows. Well, we about. only we only talk about five matches tonight, you know. We, it's, it's, we you know, we, we we talked about we talked about the four matches that were announced. You brought up that uh, the six way scramble. There's, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff that we did not talk about. That's well, we know right? we know Alexia Nicole's going to be there, but what's she going to be doing? What is she going to do? And she she's pissed off. She was laying hands on the referees. I hope that you know you you had to have a stern conversation with her. You can't be laying hands on the officials. I tried to have a talk with her, but she just told me she'll say what's on her mind on the 29th. I mean, that is I mean, the bionic woman. The, you're you, probably you, smart you, to just you, give her you, that you microphone. Know. Yeah, that's it. She, she's getting the mic, and she, she told me she's not happy right now with the security that came out and put their hands on her. Well, I cannot wait to see what happens. January 29th, Motor City Machine Guns against Destroy. That is going to be 
the okay. match to beat of the year. Uh, I'm, I'm putting you, it out there. I'm going on record. I got to ask you, Tyler. Uh, this past Friday was uh, Impact Wrestling's uh, Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. How much was how much of a markout moment for you was it when the Impact when when Mortar City Machine Guns retained their Impact Championships? Because I know you wanted to see them <laughs> as champions at Destiny. Uh, I'm hoping that the real markout moment comes on the 29th at Destiny. If I can get my picture holding that Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championship, I have a static for it. That's my goal for you and I, Mike. I would love for you and I to get our pictures holding the belts with the machine guns. I hope we can make it happen. I yeah. think we might know well, a guy that we might know well, a guy that could help point us in the I'll right direction. I'll go get my picture with with destroy instead. That way we're that way we're on both sides. <laughs> yeah, just just think about the card for the 29th, top to bottom. You know, Macklin against Prince. Like that's God. my my chest hurts thinking about that. Yeah, uh, and, and then, awesome. then Tarek, we we didn't even really talk about Tarek. Uh, uh, you and I, uh, Tyler, we were late to the Tarek party, weren't we? You and I didn't really know Tarek until this time last year. Yeah, when we bit. saw him go up against our very good friend, um, young Jay Lee. And I thought he was going to cave Jay Lee's chest in with all those chops. For him going up against Angels uh, in, in less than two weeks from today, that is, oh, that's ridiculous. I, I hurt thinking about this match. Yeah, absolutely. Tarek is, if, if, you, if you look at back at the last match at homecoming against mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Blanchard, that's right. That was a hard smash mouth match. Yes. That was two guys that went in there and they laid it all on the line. I'll tell you how hard those guys were hitting. At the beginning of that match, we were wrapping up interviewing Alicia Toot, which you can catch on the Count Out 7 YouTube page right now. And all you can hear getting picked up in the background is smacks and chops. And these guys are, they're not coming to mess around. Uh, Emilio, we appreciate everything that, that you've done with us, with uh, inviting us into the Destiny family. We're happy to be on board. Uh, stick around, everybody, to the Counted Out YouTube page. Uh, we're going to be working hard at the Destiny show, trying to bring you guys some great interviews. Uh, last words, Emilio, before we, we take this thing home. Uh, anything that you want to plug social media-wise or just tell the fans out there? Um, yeah, listen, speaking of social media, after the 29th show, We are going to have a lot of polls up on our social medias, Um, polls for dream matches, polls for who you'd like to see come into destiny, whether it be someone that's on TV, a top independent talent or a local wrestler. Not that I'm going to be able to make it all happen, but I will do what I can because I do want to give the fans what they want as long as it fits into the program of what is destiny's doing. Um, You know, everyone knows if they don't, I'll let you know now. Anyone that's in WWE under contract right now, I, I will not be able to get into a destiny ring. But, you know, you have AEW, you have MLW, you have GCW, you have Impact, you have Warrior Wrestling, you, ha- you have uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver, uh, which Steve Macklin is the actual champion of. And he put yes, his title on the line at the last yeah. show after just winning it the night before. Um, there's there's just so many talented individuals out there. And, you know, I'm looking for the dream matches myself that are going to give me the oohs and the ahs. That's what I want. And that's what I want to be able to give the fans. So you're going to see lots of polls coming out in the new year. You're going to see that we are hitting the road uh, for some shows throughout Ontario. Um, 
and it's it's just gonna be really really good. You know, I I, I spoke about IWTV. We're gonna have a weekly show going up there starting in February, and you know, it's just we're gonna we're gonna put on such a great show production value. I'm always gonna be looking to improve it every single show to you know to really really give people uh, a look at what destiny really is. Awesome. And one of those polls that we'll put up is uh, which podcast covers Destiny Wrestling better, Count It Out or Straight Talk Wrestling? Oh, suck it, suck it George McKay. Sure. We're, coming. <laughs> We're coming for you, George McKay. But, uh, no, but Emilio, honestly, man, you're doing great things, man. We love the energy you're putting out there, and we can't wait to see you on the 29th, my man. Mike, you want to go ahead and take us home? You've said it all, man. Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here, Emilio. We hope uh, to have you as a regular part of the show every month. Uh, anytime you want to come on, and uh, whether it's to promote Destiny or just to talk about wrestling, you're, you have an open invitation on the show, my friends. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you. January 29th, I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're in if you're here in Toronto. I don't care if you if you're in Ottawa. I don't care if you're in Greenland. I don't care if you're in fucking Japan. Get on a plane. Get to Mississauga on the 29th. You don't want to miss this show. And with that said, I promise you, you have been counted out. Cheers. This is the visionary Von Vertigo, and you're listening to Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. What's up? This is El Diablo Gabriel Fuerza, and you're watching. Count it out with Mike and Tyler. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Seal of Approved Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. The show's gotten better, but the Wi-Fi still sucks. My name is Tyler, and I am joined by my Cincinnati Bengals-loving friend, the one and only Mojito Mike. But Mike, we are not alone this week. Please tell the people who we have joining us. And this is fantastic because, uh, you know, we could be talking about a lot of a lot of stuff this week. We usually kind of fill in the pre area stuff before the list with, uh, with a lot of news and, and bullshit, really. We could be talking about Vince McMahon going back to WWE. We could be talking about uh, Impact's fantastic pay-per-view. But fuck all that. We're going to talk some Destiny Wrestling this week, baby. We've got the one and only... Uh, Owner of Destiny Wrestling. I don't know what you like to be called, Emilio, but we'll go with owner. Uh, we've got Emilio Albi. Emilio, how you doing, brother? Good, man. How you doing? We're, we're excited to have you. Uh, Bill's fan or not, we'll, we'll, we'll let, we'll, we're, we're going to bring you on the show. Uh, just for our love for number three, you know, we'll, we'll bring you on the show. Uh, no, this, that does not extend an invitation for you, Clay Wilson. You're still banned from the show uh, until further notice. <laughs> I'm looking forward uh, to today, though. Thanks uh, for coming on, man. I'm looking forward to today. Later in the week, uh, we're going to be having Steve Macklin on the show. Uh, talking some Impact Wrestling, uh, but uh, at the end of the month, not only uh, get some Impact Wrestling, Steve Macklin's going to be uh, hanging out with us at Destiny. Let's talk about that, man. Uh, two shows in a row, you got Steve Macklin coming to Destiny. I, I, I guess he liked what he saw at Homecoming, eh, Emilio? Uh, yeah, listen, S Steve's a great guy. 
Um, he's 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 been around. He's been through the Fed. He's currently an impact on a huge role right now. Um, and he he's doing his thing. He's great to watch. He's great in the ring. Um, and he's building himself up quite a win streak. You know, he's been doing it on impact. He won his first match in a destiny ring. Um, so we decided to bring him back again. The fans love them. And yeah, you can't go wrong with having someone who's on TV weekly uh, showing up at destiny. I don't get nervous for Aiden Prince a lot, man. Uh, the guy's one of the, uh, the, the most talented guys on the Ontario indie scene today, but you put him in a ring with destiny with, with Steve Macklin, especially for that title. If I'm Aiden Prince, I, I'm shaking a little bit going into this match. Well, if you followed a little bit of Twitter this week, Aiden, you know, retweeted the the match and said, if I show up with a few hashtags I won't use on the show because I don't know what age you guys go after on here. <laughs> but uh, Steve, Steve Macklin responded, you know, and he responded with how fitting your nickname is Death Wish. So <laughs> Steve Macklin's coming He's coming for a fight on uh, January 29th. Now, Teller, you had as much fun as I did at Destiny uh, the last time we were around. Um, how, yeah. how are we going to do this one, man? Uh, what are you looking forward to? Uh, you know, we had a lot of fun at Homecoming. What, what's the thing you're looking for? We'll go through the card in a minute, but what are you looking forward to the most at New Beginnings? Uh, you know, I've got two things that really jump out uh, right off the get-go. I want to talk about the Motor City Machine Guns against Destroy, against Fuerza and Von Vertigo. Uh, you know, this has already got potential to be match of the year, not just on the Ontario indie scene, but I'll put this but match up against professional any wrestling. professional wrestling company has to offer. This is four of the best talents going uh, I can't wait to see that. I, I would see Destroy, Vertigo, and Fuerza uh, tag team live about four or five times. And every time it's about to happen for me, something happens. I don't see it. I think it was just meant to be this way because what a way for me to see them as a tag team for the first time at Destiny on the on the 29th year. But the other thing I'm really excited about is uh, to catch up with uh, Alicia Toot again. I love the fact that you have her on as a host. She does a fantastic job. She's a great human being. Amelia, what, what kind of energy does Alicia bring for those shows? How important is she for the shows to you? Well, I think she's very important. You know, Alicia, she, she was with Destiny before. She appeared on a few shows. Um, she has a huge following on all socials. Um, her, her flyer, us announcing that we're her um, only Canadian promotion that she's working for, um, it, it it drew more than any other flyer um, or post that we put on Instagram in the past four years. So just the, the sheer, uh, I guess you can say that on the, just the amount of people she reaches on her socials and her impact in the industry is, is just phenomenal. She, uh, she's been around for a while. She's known as the interview uh, queen. Um, and she's, she's been at some pretty big promotions. Uh, throughout North America. And when I had the opportunity to pick her up and add her to the team, it was just a no brainer. It was, yeah. you know, a, a quick conversation. We agreed to terms and now we're her Canadian uh, indie promotion. Absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait to see her out there again, but let's talk about the big one. Let's talk about the Motor City Machine Guns. They're the current Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. 
current New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions, looking to add some Destiny gold around their ways too. How pumped up were you when you were able to get a hold of Machine Guns and, and lock this date in, Emilio? Well, I was excited for a couple things. Um, one, I was excited for the sheer excitement of having this match between one of the very best independent tag teams, not just in Toronto, Ontario, but in Canada, in fight or flight, Gabriel Fuerza and Von Vertigo, um, and then able to put them in the ring with the caliber of tag team of the Motor City Machine Guns, who top five tag team in the world right now. You know, like you said, they hold the titles for New Japan Strong. They hold the Impact titles. Another successful title defense this past weekend. So the caliber of match and just being able to get a tag team of that nature into Destiny was very, very exciting for me. And the second part of that is I needed to bring a tag team in that could teach these kids a lesson. They've been running rampant uh, through Destiny over the last six months from destroying things to ripping up the, the canvas, to cutting the skirts. Um, just There's just been so much going on with these guys that I finally had to say, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going to bring in a team here that will help me gain some control back of destiny with these guys running rampant all over backstage and what they're doing in the ring. 100%. And if you're if you're looking to bring, uh, you know, one, you know, you're already going to bring in the fans that destiny had with with the motor city machine guns now you know they're going to bring fans that maybe they haven't checked out a destiny show yet because they know the motor city machine guns so this is a great time to be around destiny right now we you know uh, tyler and i have been talking about going to destiny for for three years now it just never happened never happened and i i feel like we jumped on the boat right at the right time and I want to step away from the current card. We'll go back to it. But I, 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 we like to, to kind of flip-flop on the show. And I want to go to you for a minute, Emilio, because you've been around. Like you, you People know you on the Indies. That you've, been, you've been known. You've been around. You've been around Destiny a long time. But this is only your second show as owner. What made you – what clicked in you and said – you know what? I can do this. I, I, I can run Destiny Wrestling. And and what 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 was it that made you say, yeah, I'm doing this and come homecoming, you show that you can. What clicked in you? What made you do that? Well, see, this is a funny story because I didn't think I could do this. Um, I got involved with Destiny about almost a year now. Um, right at, towards the, end, at the tail end of the pandemic, Iceman and I uh, we got together and, and we had a discussion. Um, now, Iceman, a lot of people know he's down down south in Florida, living the good life in the warm weather while we're up here freezing. Um, it was hard because he was trying to run Destiny from afar. He was trying to run his, his baby, something that he's very passionate about, um, from afar, and it was really, really hard for him. Now, he's going to make some announcements coming up soon, uh, what's he, what he's doing with his career. It just came to the point where he had to focus on him on elevating himself to the next level. Um, and obviously the next level is, you know, catching on to one of the top three uh, promotions. And, uh, you know, he, he's pretty much there right now. So he knew that a lot of his time would have to be dedicated to this new, uh, you know, opportunity he had. So he didn't know what to do with destiny. Does he shut it down? Something his blood, sweat and tears he's put in for the last eight years, or does he find someone that he trusts that will, you know, not only, uh, you know, keep destiny going, but elevate it. So him and I had a conversation. We agreed to some numbers. 
Um, I would like to say we shook hands, but we did it through a Zoom similar to this. And uh, we, we came across with the deal that, that worked for both of us. And yeah, once when it was done, I literally just sat there and said, what did I just do? And uh, what do I do now? Um, I've been a fan of, you know, I'm an 80s wrestling kid. Um, I love the big superstar, the larger than life athlete um, all through the, you know, the the era with DX, the rock, you know, they called it the attitude era. Um, I call it the most interesting era of television. Um, and so I've been a huge fan. And with Destiny, I followed Destiny for six years because Iceman and I, we had uh, previous business dealings. Um, oh, yeah, so it just, it just, everything happened. It just clicked. It made sense. We did the deal. I hope I can do right by, you know, Iceman with what the, we're doing. Um, now with change, you know, new ownership, myself, a lot of things change. Um, some of the behind the scenes people change. Some of the talent's going to change. But what I, what I know I'm, I plan on doing and what we are doing is I'm bringing in talent that has never been in a Destiny ring. Um, last show, we had Steve Macklin. We had Warhorse. We had Blake Christian. Uh, they'd never been in a Destiny ring up to that point. Casey Spinelli, she hadn't been in a Destiny ring for almost three, four years. Um, coming into this show, we have Angels coming in. We have the Motor City Machine Guns coming in. I would love to tell you what I have for March and May, but I'm not going to let it out of the bag right now. <laughs> but again, it's more new talent. But I will tell you one thing for March... <laughs> I have reached out to a top promotion in the United States and I have their champion coming to defend his title on our show, March oh. 12th at Don Kolov Arena. Oh, we'll take that little teaser for sure. Yes, we will. Uh, you mentioned being an old school fan, Emilio. You, you've been watching a long time. You, you know, you're a big wrestling fan. So how much of a fanboy markout moment was it for you knowing this is mine now, this is my company. And then you walked out of that ramp that night, looked at Destroy right in the eye and told them that they were facing the Motor City Machine Guns next month. Was that a cool moment for you being in front of the fans like that? That was a cool moment. That was the first chance that, you know, people got to see, well, who's the new guy? And a lot of people still didn't know who I was. And right. I like that because the show isn't about me. It is about the talent. And I will pop in from time to time just to get my pop, you know, from everyone uh, to make a, an announcement when I can. But it, it truly is about the matches we put on the ring in the ring and, and trying to create those dream match scenarios those stories where the fans can really sink their teeth in and, and enjoy what's happening. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming up with destiny in 2023 that has never happened in destiny before, but you know, we just signed with IWTV. We're going to start a weekly show. We, you know, I guess I can call him Santino Morello right now and not Anthony yes. on his impact <laughs> thing. Uh, he's, he's one of our, our commentators and Sam Laterna, a uh, base out of New York. She's the yeah. second one. So we have a great commentary team. We have a great host in Alicia. Just there's a lot of great people, not only in Destiny, but throughout the whole Ontario independent scene. From where you guys are up in Barry with Barry Wrestling to the guys out in Cornwall at Seaway Valley, Seaway yeah. Valley. You got main event wrestling in Montreal. You got IWS in Montreal. You have, you know, CWF in St. Catharines. Um, and to me, people say, wow, you talk about all these other promotions, but they're your competition. And they're really not because if we're all doing well and putting on great shows, 
then the fans are getting their money's worth and the fans will keep on coming out to support. Not so much destiny, but come out and support the fan, uh, the, the talent, because they're the ones that are really out there busting their hump, trying to give themselves an opportunity. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, I, I really do believe that on, I, I believe that Ontario really has this untapped market of talent out there. Who are some guys on, on our local scene that just really impress you that, that you just, you know, get taken back when you watch them perform, whether they're on the destiny roster, or whether they're maybe going to debut in the destiny roster at some point this year. Well, one of the guys and, you know, I'm telling you, hopefully by the time this goes live, the flyer's already out or else you guys are getting a spoiler. Um, but I've been traveling the indie scene for the last two months, going to watch every single show I can. And one guy that's really impressed me that's never been on a Destiny show before is Jax Williams. Oh, yeah. And he is going to make his Destiny debut January 29th uh, in a six-man scramble match. So... He's really impressed me. Um, the one guy that's completely impressed me and blown me away is Evan Greenaway. I believe he is absolutely fantastic. And that kid there, for being so brand new, I believe there's no glass ceiling for that kid. And I think he's going to go through the roof. I just, I think he's on a turn. He's on a rocket ship and he's just going to go up. So. There's, there's there lots of guys I could tell you about, <laughs> but you know, there's just Big there's fan just of those so Kelsey's many chicken wings too that uh, Mike, Mike and I work. Mike, uh, I think we're losing tie here, so I'll just take over for a minute. Um, yeah, I, I love what you said about the about the fans there, uh, Emilio. How yeah, you know, all those other businesses aren't exactly your, your competition. Because those fans, if they like something, they're going to travel around to see it. You've got fans that I saw at, at Homecoming that about four or five guys that I see every month in Barrie, that I know for a fact have been to every Chinlock wrestling show in Kingston, that I know for a fact have been to every Seaway show, every IWS show. They go all over the place because they love professional wrestling. If you're putting, you, you, there's no, you don't need to compete on the Ontario Indy scene these days. You really don't. All you have to do is put on the best show you possibly can. And you're going to get the people in. You prove that at home, uh, at, uh, at homecoming. Sean Gibson, our good friend, uh, proves that every month in Barry. And you know, and there's going to be your your promotion here and there that you know maybe phones it in, and they're not going to get the people all the time. Uh, so maybe they're the ones who say, you know, oh, I'm in competition. Well, that's because you're not filling filling your gym every week. Uh, yes. You know, uh, and you're pr you're proving that right there. You don't need to compete. You just need to fill you fill that dunk all of every month. Yeah, and listen, and and I'm open for business. I, I I can tell you in June. I can't give you the exact date yet, but in a, on a Saturday in June, Destiny and Seaway Valley Wrestling co-promoting a show in Cornwall, Ontario. Love it. And we did it four years ago. I wasn't involved with the company then. But when you're dealing with great people that care about their fans as well, those are the people I want to work with to be able to create something special again for the fans to see where they'll get to see never before seen matchups and some dream matchups uh, all come together as one. Last thing I want to bring up before we, uh, we really push this show home. Um, one thing Tyler and I really noticed uh, Don Kolov in, in January 
uh, we got to walk around before the before the doors open. We got to shake some hands. Got to, you know we were behind behind the scenes a little bit. And one of the things that we both took away was there was just something really special in the air. I knew it was because it was a it was kind of a new era for for Destiny, but there was also this camaraderie. There seemed to be a lot of guys really supporting each other, supporting yourself. Uh, we saw guys that we've known for years, like Shane Saber, really, you know, leading the charge and, and doing his things. And all the all all the boys and all the girls were really really supporting each other in a way that I I don't see very often. I must say I don't see it a lot. I'm just it was very different that night. What can you say about especially your first show, Homecoming? What can you say about your locker room and your crew right now? Because like as a fan, I'm gonna tell you, I think you have something real special. Listen, the one thing I've realized with a lot of the talent and and traveling to all the different shows is that they really care about mm. each other, and and they care. Yeah. They're not just there to you know get their money, make a name for themselves, and then leave. Like they, they want to see the promotions thrive. They want mm-hmm. to make sure the fans get the opportunity to see a great match, and they all care about each other. They want to make sure everyone's you know succeeding and. Whether, you know, person A wins the match and person B doesn't, you know, it, they, they, they work real hard. They're all trying to obtain and hit their goals. Um, but, yeah, just the team start to finish from our agents to our camera crew to even yeah. the battle arts students that come in and help us with all the setup of the chairs and the video wall and the media wall and the, the, the skirts, the turnbuckles, like everything everyone works so well together because everybody wants to succeed together. This is not just a promotion gets ahead and the talent gets stiff. This is not just the talent get ahead and the promotion gets stiff. This is, we all work together and we all succeed together. I'm hoping that the Wi-Fi for me is going to work together right now. I apologize guys. But anyway, <laughs> I'd love to know. <laughs> I'd love to know about just some of your wrestling fandom. You know, you said you're a big fan of the, the 80s product who are some guys that that caught your eye right away and then just you know put this wrestling bug inside of you believe it or not one thing i used to get a kick of kick out of a long time ago was the killer bees when they would go yes. out of the room and put their masks on yeah um that that was one of the things for me that i just i loved um i loved the vignettes when they would introduce new talent which yeah is something that you will see with Destiny after this March show. You won't see any debuts for the company unless you've seen at least three different vignettes for that individual because I I want the fans to understand who the individual is. So before that person walks through the, you know, to the ring and walks through the curtain, I want the fans to already have an idea if they're going to love them or hate them based on their vignettes. Love that. So it's not a quiet reaction. Yeah, so it's not a quiet reaction for the fan, you know, that just sees them and then for the talent coming through. Like, I remember Razor Ramon, and I was just like, yeah. man, I hate this guy, but I want to be this guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's the one thing I got from those vignettes back in the olden days. And just, 100%. you know, you see Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon doing their little things, and that's what it was for me. It, it was and the larger than life characters. It was just, it was incredible. I, 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 I feel like a kid every time I talk about the eighties. Yeah. You know, I miss some, uh, sorry, my, I was just going to say, that's something that I picked up on at the last show. You know, you came over and you sat with us for a little bit. We were watching the 
Battle Royal together. And and we both were just co- so captivated and, and watching, you know, you watch your product, but you were still watching it like a fan. I thought that was really cool. And I think that's like a, a really important quality to have where you still have your fandom and, and you're still booking like, you know, what we would want to see. And I think that's an important quality. That's to very have. important. Yeah. Well, and, and the one thing I've made a promise to myself is that I'm never going to get in the ring. I was told to go in the ring to do that promo with, with the boys. And I, I wasn't doing it because I, the, the reason why I enjoy watching is because they do stuff that I cannot do, nor would I ever even try to do. So to see that and, and to watch them get their moment in front of the fans, for me, watching that is way more important. And if it gives me a better feeling than actually, you know, being in the ring and doing something like that. So do you, do you have something for this next show on the 29th that, that you're really excited about seeing? Like, you know, Tarek and, An- and Angel is going to be good. The Machine Guns. Like, what what's what's like the draw for you for this month that, that you as a fan are just like, this is going to kick ass? I want to say the six-man scramble. With who we have in it, I think we have a, a great uh, group of guys that are in that match. Um, and I think they're going to they're going to like I believe the card, I know we're going to go over it in a second, but top to bottom, I believe the card is phenomenal. We're crowning the first ever new era champion um, after the debacle with the next gen title at the last show. Um, so I'm excited for the fans to see the belt. Uh, I worked from pretty much almost day one to, to make this belt. It is, is, it is 100% custom. And I think the fans are going to love it. It's a completely different design than what people are used to. Um, so seeing someone, you know, that something that I created and having someone be able to carry it and, and, and represent the brand, I, I think is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that should be a good match. I was really impressed with Ren Jones on the last show. And, and maybe for you someone do. who's not too familiar with Ren and, and with Zach Patterson, uh, tell the people what, what they can expect to see when those two get in the ring. Um, well, when you got Ren, you know, Ren is known as the swag meister. You know, like he has that swag and when he's in his gear and he's getting ready for the ring, you know, even just his personality in everyday life, like him and I have had a few conversations this week and, you know, he's, he's just incredible. He has the look, he has the stamina, he has the persona, he has what it takes to be a star in this industry. And to me, I believe he is going to be one of the next indie guys signed to a contract. Um, you know, you, he's on smackdown a lot recently i don't know if people are watching but he's playing a security role you know he got pushed around by ronda one episode uh he helped get the um the hooded person out of the ring that the one time okay that when it was if people look back but ren is a fantastic guy he has the look and then you know you flip it over when you talk about looks zach patterson to me he looks like he reminds me of a young john cena Mm -hmm. you know he's in the gym i can see that yeah, he's very, very strong. Um, he's now aligned himself with the oh. one and only Clay Wilson. Um, but Clay Wilson has informed me uh, through his people that he is now going to be known in Destiny Wrestling no. as Clay Wilson Lafleur. Oh, I hate he it He wants so much. everyone to know that he <laughs> is from La Belle Provence of Quebec. Oh, Clay Wilson. Oh, Clay Wilson. You know, I used to always say that Clay Wilson was uh, always misunderstood, but uh, after having him on our live show on uh, New Year's Eve, there, I I don't know, Clay. I, I think uh, I think 
maybe uh, you're not so misunderstood and maybe the people are on to <laughs> something here. Oh, yes. You know, and, you know, breaking away from the show and stuff aside, um, Clay, uh, the first time I met Clay was at Summer Heat. And because nobody knew who I was at that time and George was in Miami, like Clay actually bought a ticket for the show um, and, and showed up. And to me, I was, I was impressed just right there by the type of gentleman that he was because he could have yeah. came up to me or got someone to come up to me. And I probably would have said, yeah, you know what? Come on in. I, I appreciate what you do in the ring. And, and I've seen you help before. So, but he, he purchased a ticket to come to the show. Um, it showed me a lot. Um, he, he's, he was always there to help. And for me, that's a big thing. You know what I mean? Paying your dues um, from everything that I've heard, you know, and I, when, when I see people do that, it means the world to me because it means they really want to be a part of something. Not only do they want to get a chance, but they want to be a part of something and they're willing to do whatever it takes to become a part of something. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll put clay over as well. We, when we, we started with Barry about a year and a half ago. Clay was the first person that came up to us. So, you know, we were like lost puppies walking in. We'd never done anything like this before. And he made us feel very welcome. Uh, you know, I do the ring announce stuff and Barry is always checking in to make sure that I'm, I'm looking the part. So, all right, Clay, we'll put you over a little bit, but that's it. That's it yeah, for I, this week, Clay. No more. I, I will not be putting Clay over this week. Uh, Clay, <laughs> Clay, is, Clay is mean. Clay makes me yes. cry. <laughs> yeah character wise well, i would love to punch clay in the face when he's in the <laughs> ring but you know yeah. uh, I, outside the ring is not so bad you you mentioned talking about um about zach patterson and about um uh, ren jones there and saying that these could be guys that you could see being signed in the future somebody who i think is really on the cusp of being signed is the bionic woman alexi nicole uh she's going to be in action on the 29th I don't know if anybody on the Ontario scene had a bigger year than Alexi Nicole last year. She's really setting the world on fire. I, I talked to her last month up in Barrie, and, and I told her, you know, I'm really going to miss you when you're gone, Alexia, because it's only a matter of time. How impressed are you with, with everything that she does in the ring? I've always been impressed with what she's done, and, th and that's the thing, from just watching her, um, you know, watching her match against uh, Fuerza in Ottawa. Oh, yeah. Um, and their, their hardcore match or yeah, street match. match, however, went down. Um, was I was quite impressed with that. And she, she works really hard. Like she, she went out and got herself intro music. Like she got her, she, you know, got her gear updated. She works really, really, really hard. And when you see people work that hard, you want to give them even more opportunity. Like you wish you could give them even more than what you, you know, you're, you're giving them because you see how passionate they are. You see how hard she's willing to work. You, she's sitting there. She talks to people like, like whether she's asking for advice or giving advice to the new guys that see her, she's always willing. And, and to me, that just, it, it just shows the type of person that she is. So why wouldn't you want to push someone and, and try to get them to the next level? Because if you can get individuals like that to the next level, the next level is going to be even better place than it is today. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I also want to talk to you about Legends Row here. We've got referee Harry D yeah. going into Legends Row. Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about Legends Row and, and if this is something that we can expect to see maybe uh, more in the future of and, and just the importance of Harry D to, to Destiny. Um, well, Legends Row, the one thing I dislike about the WWE, for example, and all these other promotions is they have their Hall of Fame. 
but there's no physical Hall of Fame to be able to see anything. It's it's a one night event. At some of the live shows, they'll bring some of the you know the old clothing out or ring gear or whatever it might be, and you get to see it once in a while. So for me, there's no real Hall of Fame. So what is a Hall of Fame? A Hall of Fame is is, is an imaginary product. Uh, unless Disney buys the Fed, uh, we're never going to see a real Hall of Fame. So for me, Legends Row, it, it's going to be one of the front rows at the Don Kolov Arena, um, where it's going to have a specialty chair. And Harry D is going to get not only a plaque and recognition of his 30 years uh, in professional wrestling, but he's also going to get a nameplate on one of those chairs that he can either use himself for any given show anywhere that destiny goes across Ontario or Canada, or he can offer that chair up to a friend, but it will be there at every single show on display and it will have his name on it, class of 2023. And, you know, it's just a way to, to give someone recognition that has done so much for a lot of the indie talent. And as, as talented as the guys in the ring are without the referees, there is no match. There is no flow. Um, so these guys are very, very important, and there's no one better uh, to get this started uh, than Harry D. Uh, so January 29th, he will be elected into Legends Row. Um, I'm excited he's bringing his family and everything like that. And there's a lot of fans I know um, that want to be able to give Harry D a big thank you for everything that he's done, not only in Destiny, but he has called some of the biggest matches in Ontario independent wrestling even across Canada and as well on, on impact. So he, he has, he, he has the accolades, you know, of, of being everywhere. He's, he's done the top matches. He's helped new up and coming refs. Um, like we're bringing in Emily from um, Nova Scotia for this, for this show. And she's so excited to be here uh, for this. So it just goes to show like, you know, how far Harry's reach has gone. Absolutely. Uh, something that I, I really like, like that, that you're doing with the booking here is the way that you kind of layer the talent. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, you'll bring in kind of like a big draw, like the machine guns. And then, you know, some of the best talent that Ontario has to see so they can get that exposure. But you also bring in some really um, like hot up and comers that have a name behind them, too. You know, we saw Blake, uh, Christian Blake last month. Uh, we Blake see uh, this month we have... Uh, Alan, oh sorry, Blake. I do that every time. Uh, <laughs> we we have Alan Angels. Alan Angels coming in this month. I think this is a great uh, person to bring in. He's coming off his red hot angle in Impact Wrestling, fresh off a, a big AEW run, and just like a hungry young talent that's ready to prove himself. And I think him and Tarek, they they could be the dark horse to steal the show if they if they give him the right time there. One hundred percent. And you know, I want to knock on wood. I'm getting really lucky when booking talent like angels was actually booked well before his run on impact started. So, you know, we had the deal in place and next thing you know, two weeks later, he's starting a major storyline um, with violent by design, which is now, you know, their new group with um, names going to slip my mind here for a second. Uh, Cody Cody Deaner. Deaner. Yeah, Deaner Cody Deaner running, the, uh, running the group now. So, it's like, you know, we struck gold with it. He's, he's coming in hot. Tarek is going to have his hands full. But at the same time, Angels is going to have his hands full with Tarek because when we talk about untapped talent and, and, and people that should be signed, 
Tarek is that guy. He, he's the most experienced, I believe, in Ontario right now. That's still out there just killing it. He has the look. He has the physique. He's fantastic in the ring. Um, I'm excited to see what 2023 is going to bring for Tarek, you know, 2023 and beyond. Uh, not only in destiny, but for his own career. Yeah, absolutely. Since we're talking about upcoming talent, um, I'm going to ask you a question. If you uh, feel free to tell me to F off and we'll edit this right out. But I have to ask, am I allowed to ask what happened with Jordan Oliver? No. Um, <laughs> That's fine. That's what I'll editing say, is for. <laughs> I'll say one word, politics. All right. Um, but yeah, it just we are going to rebook him on a show. Um, it's just unfortunate. It was so close with um, GCW, I don't believe I'll be able to get him out here for March 12th. Um, so we, I do want him. I think he's a great talent. Maybe I bring him out here with Nick Wayne next time. Uh, we throw them in a tag match. Um, so, listen, when, when you're booking, sometimes things happen. People can't do certain things. Um, and I understand. Um, sometimes it could be a double booking. Uh, sometimes it could be um, the flights aren't working because they're working a show the previous night. And they would just get in way too late that I, you don't want to risk them missing their flight or something like that or flight being delayed. So there's there's lots of little things that go into this. I'm just glad that the little things happened early enough, early on, that we were able to, you know, announce the new match uh, with Macklin versus Aiden. Um, and that, you know, we had the talent there ready for the card yeah. so that the show can go on. You know, the, sh- the card's always subject to change. <laughs> I don't, I don't like change because I, you know, I'm planning six months out for everything, but I do know because I'm planning six months out, there is going to be change. And I just have to, you know, be able to adjust very, very quickly. Yeah. That, that kind of segues into something I, I'm curious about, you know, I've always, um, I've always admired the, the, the booker and the promoter. And, and I think there's a lot of hard work that goes into the product that, that you put out that we don't know about what's been some of the biggest challenges for you personally, you know, that uh, taking over destiny and coming into this role. Listen, every show, just like any business, there's a budget, right? Um, A budget from what you can do physically uh, and money wise financially. So when putting together a show, you have to work within certain things. And because, you know, in Canada, we all know we get totally screwed when it comes to flights, whether it be flying out or <laughs> in. Um, and the U.S., unfortunately, some of their hubs don't come into into Canada that easy. Um, like Charlotte, which you would figure would have a, a you know a nice easy way to fly in. No, they they usually have to go into it back to Atlanta before they fly up. So finding talent that lives in areas like Orlando. Um, Ohio is, is very easy uh, for flights. Um, finding people that are live in the border towns very easy as well for a drive um, or a flight. Um, and just sometimes, you know, just the, the the talent and their schedule. You know, they might be free on a weekend. You, you don't have your show, and on, for your show, they they already got booked three months ago because they're hot. Yeah, yeah. So it's really a gamble because you're taking a chance that the talent, the people are still going to be interested in that talent at the time of the show. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I've been lucky. Blake Christian, you know, was a great uh, ad for one of our shows, bringing in Steve Macklin for the last show and having him this show. Uh, yeah. Great ad uh, for the company. And hopefully he's going to be around for more shows because I think he's absolutely tremendous 
Um, you know, getting Warhorse, getting Angels, bringing in this unnamed champion of an independent promotion in the U.S. that's going to be defending his title in March um, is, is, is something big. So we have a lot of good, there's a lot of good things, and it does take a lot of work. I, I go to bed at nighttime. Before I go to bed, I watch about an hour, hour and a half of video uh, of people that I want to check out. Um, lots of people send me matches, but I already know they're sending me their best matches. So I want to search and I want to find previous matches and other matches that aren't their best to see right. if they're going to fit into what destiny is. So uh, a question I'd like to ask you then, because uh, we talked about fandom and we're all fans at heart. If you could just, you know, throw a budget out the window, it doesn't matter about anything. What's a dream match that you wish that you could book? with anybody currently going just like, you know, your, your, your dream match that you could book. Well, I want to, I'll be honest with you guys here. If I tell you that I might be giving away my summer heat main event. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. Well, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll have to bring you back on after you announce that. And we can revisit that question again, then I, I can Oops. tell you my staple show will be Sunday, August 20th, summer heat. And if I'm able to make my dream, one of my dream matches come true, it's going to be on that show. And I can tell you, I'm in negotiations right now with both the talent. I love that. And I also love the fact that that's a week before my girlfriend's birthday. So I'll have no heat going to that show, which makes me <laughs> very happy. <laughs> but, you know, if I were to throw a, a, a middle of the road dream match out there, Oh, man, I, I got to tell you, they're both local to Toronto, and I think it would be one of the funniest things in the world. But Santino Morella and Aaron Stevens, who's currently in Toronto right now, yeah. to me, that would be one of those matches because, for me, they really made wrestling fun. Um, yeah. when, when Aaron Stevens was doing the Damien Sandow um, with mm -hmm. The Miz, when he yeah. was on the stunt double, um, and anything that Santino did was gold. Um, there's, you know, you can go on YouTube and watch some of his stuff and you'll just start laughing hysterically. So that, that would be a fun one for me. Uh, obviously a huge fan of the rock. Um, I don't know if it's in the budget to be able to bring him in for a match. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe between movies. Now, I'm glad you mentioned Santino though, because it kind of segues into, uh, the second part of the show here and then we'll give the hard sell, uh, for destiny again at the end of the show. But uh, Royal Rumble season is upon us. Santino Morella has one of the most entertaining and iconic Royal Rumble moments of all time. What are yep. some of your favorite Royal Rumble uh, moments, memories? Uh, you know, it's one of the best matches going, right? I, I think it's the surprises when the dirt sheets weren't giving everything away. Mm -hmm. So for me, Royal Rumble season, I try to stay away from any of the sites that might give away some of the spoilers. Me too. Um, you know, just tonight, you know, I'm glad the, the Fed did it. And sorry, when I say the Fed, I mean WWE. Um, they announced that Cody Rhodes is going to be in the Rumble. Um, they promoted his Nightmare Factory and promoted that he was going to be in it. And the reason why I'm excited that they did it is because everyone already knew it. Yeah. Plus, so, they're, they're giving him that Triple H treatment. That 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 uh, when Triple H was injured and he came back, you know, doing those things yet again, and, and they, they didn't just surprise everybody with them. They knew he was going to come back, so they did those. They did the build. <laughs> they're doing the same thing with Cody, and I'm loving that because they don't do that anymore. No, mm -hmm. everyone's about the surprise. Uh, I, I I like this. I like it a lot. And the fact I, I do like the build. 
Yeah, well, but and the fact, the, that they, the fact that they announced Cody as well, it's not going to have the fans distracted from the Rumble match. When's Cody coming? We want Cody. We want Cody. You know, we know he's yeah. coming. So we'll chill. And then we're going to lose our mind when he comes out. And I, I like that as well. Yeah, exactly. But the surprises have always been great. Like when we think back a few years when Edge made his return. Yeah, um, one of the, one of the best Royal Rumble moments, one of the best wrestling moments of all time. Yeah, it, it was absolutely hysterical, you know. But then you think of some of the crazy stuff that you've seen. Uh, <laughs> Kofi Kingston with some yeah. of his saves that he's made. I know he messed up, I believe, uh, two Rumbles ago. Yeah. Um, but the majority of the stuff that he's done has been great. You know, you're. And that gives you something that you want to see. What's Kofi going to do this time? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Who's going to, which former talent's going to come back for, you know, their five minutes in, in the match just to, you know, get the fans to pop and give them that, you know, that wow feeling, you know, the goosebump feeling when, when they're coming down to the ring. Because as a fan, that's what we like. Like, we love the action in the ring. We want to see someone who's always on the show in there and, and doing well. But we like to see those three, four, five surprises that, you know, get us to even pop sitting on our couches uh, when they come out. 100%. Christian, a couple of years ago, that was a good one, too. That one got me pretty good. Yeah. Well, but so... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, so what we're doing on the show this week is we're counting down the top seven Royal Rumble match performers of all time. So, you know, when you think of the Royal Rumble, who, uh, you know... We'll get to the list in a minute, but I'd like to know your opinion, Emilio. Who do you think is Mr. Royal Rumble? Kane. Kane? Kane. Oh, That's I fair. Think, That's I fair. think I'm going to get some heat from Emilio yeah. on my list this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think? You guys want to, do you want to jump in and, and, and we'll bang out this list pretty quick here? Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. All right. Let's so let's okay. go ahead, Mike. I just want to put forward 100%. I know we're going to say at the end of the show, but don't forget, it is January 29th at the Dawn Call of uh, Arena. Okay, that is that is new beginnings. Uh, tickets are – there's still a couple left, right, Emilio? One, one yeah, we, I, we're down – we have a few second row left uh, yeah. and in the general admission. Get on those. They're not going to last long. By the time this uh, show airs, you have less than two weeks to get those tickets. Get them. I, I, I swear to God, we were out homecoming. If if this show's half as good as that one, you're not going to want to miss it. We'll talk about it again at the end, but uh, do not miss this show. January 29th in Mississauga. All right, Tyler, take it away to the Royal Rumble, baby. All right, here we go. Number seven for my greatest Royal Rumble performers of all time. I had a hard spot. I narrowed this down between two, but I went with Charlotte Flair, actually. And I go with Charlotte here. Now, let me read off some stats because, you know, people are like, oh, Charlotte, what? She's won the 2020 Royal Rumble. She has the most total eliminations out of any woman in Royal Rumble history with 15. The longest amount of total time spent in a Royal Rumble uh, for the women with two hours and 21 minutes. And she's been the runner-up in two other Royal Rumble matches. Not Final Four, the runner-up. I really went back and forth. I, I thought Bianca Belair had a shot here. I, I also really liked Hulk Hogan in this number seven spot as well. But but for me, Charlotte with the win and just the limited Rumble matches that she's been in and the impressive statistics that go with that, uh, I think Charlotte is a safe choice for my number seven here. I was going to say I'm going to wait and see 
I'm going to reserve judgment until I see who didn't make your list. Uh, you just spoiled that Hulk Hogan didn't make your list. So that's all right. I'm still going to reserve, reserve judgment a little bit. I'm going to let, let you go on until I, I say that you're wrong. Uh, but at least we can say one thing about your number seven. At least this time, it, it's not unfair to flair. That's right. It's not unfair <laughs> to Flair. I mean, what do you think? I, I saw maybe a little bit of res, uh, uh, reservation in your in your face when I said Charlotte. Did I catch you off guard with that one a little bit? As long as she's not the only woman on your list. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, I think I might get a little more heat from Emilio on this list too. But this is what the whole fun of it's all about. This is what we do as fans. We love it. Number six moment, uh, number six uh, Royal Rumble performer, in my opinion, uh, as a man that we just talked about a second ago, I went with Edge in the number six spot. Yeah, it's a good spot for Edge. Yeah, that's a good spot. For me, it's, you know, I think the the pop that he got when he made the return, mm -hmm. um, that, that number six is easier. I want to see the rest of the list, but I'm okay with number six. Yeah, so with you got, Edge, you got also, some stats for Edge there. Yeah, with Edge, well, he he did the surprise return at two Rumbles also because he did it in 2010 when he won. He also got That's a right. big pop there. He also won the 2021 Royal Rumble, running the distance, going from number one all the way to the end. Uh, he's been in the final four of four other Royal Rumbles. He's got 23 total eliminations, which puts him on the 10th of all time. Uh, he's been in the Royal Rumble for a total amount of three hours and 31 minutes, which puts him six all time. And in my opinion, we talked about it. One of the greatest Royal Rumble moments of all time when he made his return, that look on his face when he first came out of the smoke that like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening again. I think it's one of the most powerful things I I've ever seen in professional wrestling. I believe number six is way too low. Yeah, eh? Top two for sure. Top well, two, top three. Let's see, because I got some more stats to bang out here. And, and my number oh. five gives Edge a run for his money on him. And it's all about the game. We're talking about Triple H. Triple H number, is your number five? He's my number five spot. Now, right. with my number five and my number four, you could really kind of flip a coin with them because their stats are so yeah. similar. <laughs> But my number four, I went with for a, a different reason. So with Triple H, he was the winner of the 2002 and 2016 Royal Rumble. Uh, 32 total eliminations, which ties him for six of all time. Four hours total time in the Royal Rumble, which puts him fourth of all time. And he has three final four appearances. Well, he won the World Heavyweight Championship in the 2016 Royal Rumble. I know, Mike, you sound a little bit fired up here, but Emilio, I want your uh, take on, on yeah. Triple H here. See, it's funny. I don't even think I have Triple H in my top seven. Yeah, he wow. wasn't in my list originally, and then he, the more I like dug into the stats, the more I got impressed by, by the numbers that I saw. I'm a big, with this list, I went with a lot of numbers on it. A lot of stats impressed me. Yeah, I, I can see that you're going based on numbers. So that, that's fine. You know, based on numbers, yeah, Triple H can be up there. But for me, he doesn't even make the top seven. Uh-oh. Mike, are you okay I, over there? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine uh, because – and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I didn't I didn't base my list on, on numbers. I based my list on uh, – just being a goddamn mark, uh, and I am a <laughs> and I am a fucking mark for Triple H, baby. Yeah, he was my, he was my number four. 
if I I'm with Emilio though, because yeah. if if I wasn't basing this on numbers, Triple H wouldn't be on my list either. He doesn't have many memorable moments in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but his performances are strong, and you know he he ran the gauntlet a couple times there, uh, a couple long performances he did, but he doesn't have that you know oh shit moment that my number four has. My number four, I'm going with uh, Triple H's good friend, the Heartbreak Kid, Sean. Are Michaels. you fucking with me right now? After yeah. everything we talked about last week, one week ago, we sat here and listed all of the great moments that Shawn Michaels has had in the fucking Royal Rumble, and you're sitting there telling me he's number four? Number four. I'm about to teach Emilio what the C word is here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh. I'm going by stats, big time stats. You know, the moments have a big impact as well. Of course, we can't forget one foot, one foot in 1995, but that Royal Rumble was really shit. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Shawn oh, yes, Michaels was. was fantastic it was in it. And that's one of the greatest finishes in Royal Rumble history. But that Rumble was, you know, well done. We listed the people last week. Well we're done, We're talking Mantar. about performances. Well, let's talk about his performances. Uh, he won the 1995 and 1996 Royal Rumble. 39 total eliminations, which, which puts him third of all time. Total time in the Rumble, three hours, 47 minutes. Uh three final four appearances. And of course we have to talk about his amazing sell job in the 2010 rumble when uh, he got eliminated and lost his chance to fight the undertaker right. again. Fantastic stuff. Emilio is Sean, where is Sean on your list? Where do you put him? If he is, he, he'd probably sneak in at number seven, number seven, eh? And See, it's, simply not... for, it's simply for that moment where he sold. Um, they're not getting the chance to fight the Undertaker. Yeah, and come on, one foot in '95 is pretty awesome. But I like that more for Vince than Sean. I think one <laughs> foot, one foot. All right, Mike is going to n- not like my number three and my J- number J- two. Just to put context on this, Sean was my number two. Sean was your number two. Yeah, but we'll get there. My number three. You need to acknowledge the head of the table, brother. Absolutely not. Doesn't even make the list. Didn't wow. make my list either, man. Didn't make my list. No. See, to to me, you, Roman you have to is sell so this, impressive. No, you, Ro- you need to sell this. I love me some Roman Reigns. I love me some Roman Reigns. But you need to fucking sell this if we're talking about the Royal Rumble. Now, if I have my stats correct, uh, Roman Reigns has only been in five Royal Rumble matches. He is the winner of the 2015 Royal Rumble. He is a four-time runner-up not even final four runner up in Royal Rumbles. He's eliminated 32 people, which is six of all time with only being in that many Royal Rumble matches. And he holds the, re- he did hold the record with eliminating 12 people in a single Royal Rumble match for the limited amount of time that he has been in the Royal Rumble matches. I don't think there's many more people that have been more dominant than Roman Reigns in Royal Rumble matches. And if you didn't read that all off to me, I wouldn't have remembered any of it. Yeah, I I agree. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's why the stats are here, though. I think the stats maybe three could be high. I, I could I could switch him and Sean maybe, but I mean the guy is impressive in the Rumble, man. He's impressive in the Rumble. He dominates every time he goes in there. Switch him and Bushwhacker Luke. <laughs> Bushwhacker. Oh, this is memorable. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if I can win you back with my number two then. My number I two. Have no, I have no clue who you're like. Our number ones have to sync up. They have to. I think else. so, right? Fuck. But I have no idea who your number two could be. 
No I'm going idea. with uh, I'm going with the beast Brock Lesnar for number two. You don't uh, even have Kane on your list. I don't have Kane on my list. I don't. Uh, outside of that one Royal Rumble match, he he didn't do anything else that I remember. But he's never won the Rumble. Like that's big for my list. You got to at least be a winner to make my list. No, sorry, can't do it. <laughs> I mean, we're. Where would you Moment, put Kane? I'm, moments, I'm curious. Moments have to come into to, to consideration for you. I don't feel like they are. Like the Drew Carey moment alone puts him on this, uh, puts him at the number seven spot. And then you have the fact that that the Kane is, you know, held the record for so long of having the most eliminations. And, you know, and how many, ro- wasn't he in like 15 Royal Rumbles? 16, I think, total. Yeah. I think he... The most authentic the most. eliminations. They were shoving Roman down our throat with those eliminations. Kane that is fair. were all authentic eliminations, and he was in one of the greatest ones with Santino. So also fair. The moments what? that Kane gave the Rumble should put him at number one, but it's your list, not oh, mine. Oh, you put him right at number one, eh? Right at number one. When I think wow. Rumble, I think hey, Kane. You asked you Emilio know, who was Mr. Royal Rumble, and he said Kane. That's so fair. That you know, you. you do think about Kane with the Royal Rumble a lot. And, and with my list, I go a little bit more stat heavy. I like the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. And that's what impresses me. The moments are there too, but you can't discredit Brock Lesnar here. This guy I'm has not ult- discredit Brock, but if you hear two. his Royal Rumble stats, so, okay, he is the winner of the 2003 and 2022 Royal Rumble. He has the most eliminations in a single rumble with 13. He has 29 total eliminations tied for seventh of all time and he's only been in four royal rumble matches that's impressive man but we only remember him for two the one where he threw the 13 straight people out and the one that he came into the ring uh and and eliminated goldberg yeah yeah i remember i remember him for uh for the surprise last year i thought was pretty good he came out after losing the world title and, and won the rumble I really liked his Rumble performance in, uh, I think it was, oh, what did I say, oh, three? I, I really liked that whole Royal Rumble pay-per-view, though. That could just be the the fan and me uh, fanning over that one a little bit. But, I mean, he eliminated The Undertaker and Kane in the number two and three spots in that Rumble. He eliminated oh, so, Kane. Oh, 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 I see. So, it's impressive to eliminate Kane. It's yeah, just not, it's just <laughs> it's, it's not impressive okay, when Kane I, I, eliminates I, I, people. Okay. Yeah, that's All right. right. This is a biased list. Bias. <laughs> it's, it's a biased list. I think I just. I think uh, the door is going to be locked for me and only me for <laughs> Destiny Wrestling on the 29th. Right. <laughs> Have a seat. All right. Yeah. Right, break, break the glass. Tell us your number one because number one. If, if you're not talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're fucking wrong. It's got to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, the only three-time winner in Royal Rumble history. 36 total elimination, puts him fourth all time. Two hours, 45 minutes total time in the Rumble, 12th all time. His amazing performance in 1997, out of this world. Uh, One of the greatest moments in the history of of the Royal Rumble, where you're sitting on the ropes and and the Hitman's music hits, when those hands go up there. How how many years did they replay that? For years and years and years, you know? Yeah. And that, that was over 25 years ago. I have a more important question. Okay. How did Randy Orton not make this list? Thank you. I I looked at Randy's my, numbers. Randy he, was my number three. He's yeah. a two-time, he's a two-time winner. And you know, his his moments were pretty good. My favorite Randy Orton moment in the Royal Rumble was him and Mick Foley when when Foley did the run out in, in 03, I think it was. 
I just think that these these guys had better performances than Randy Orton. I, I could bump Charlotte off maybe and put Orton in that spot. He was in the fighting for number seven. Uh, Kofi was in there. Hogan, Randy, they were all in this fighting for number seven. Chris Jericho was in the fighting for number seven. That's the hardest spot to do, but I, I'm standing by my list. I, I'm standing with the numbers now. If we're doing like, you know, greatest um, you know, just but like that's holy... not what your list is called. Your list is not Royal Rumble it's, by the numbers. It's Royal Rumble performers. These are their performances they put but, in. But you're Steve not. Steve Austin's you're, only been in six Rumbles. He's got three wins, two Final Fours, and he was supposed to have a third Final Four, but he slipped and fell in '96. <laughs> but you're ranking the performance by the book. You're not ranking the performance by the from the fan standpoint the fan from the fans i i that that's how i'd be making this list i'd be ranking it. the performance isn't what they were told to go out and do the performance is what they go out and fucking do so yeah. who, that's, who on my you know, list didn't have things... a good performance though everyone on my list put in a good performance charlotte doesn't make the list if you're going to use performances look at kofi i'll kofi give you i'll give you charlotte after moment after moment after moment after moment after moment in the Royal Rumble match, I'll concede to that one. I'll give you, I'll give you that one. I'll put, I'll, I'll I could slide Charlotte off the list. I will give you that one then. I, our list would be completely different, but it's your Zero. list. Yeah, that's, that's what, it. That's what the beauty of professional wrestling is. Is you know we can all have our different takes on it, but we can I, have the fun I'm, conversations. Unless, it, like unless this it's about my it. take. Unless yeah, it's my well, take, and then, you, and then I'm told I have no credibility. Yeah, your takes are usually shit. <laughs> everyone else, though, it's fun to, to hear what everyone else has to say. But that's what I love about it. You know, Emilio's got a totally different list. Mike's list was different. Um, but I, I just think Steve Austin was hands down the number one. And and everybody, with the exception of Charlotte, then had a holy shit Royal Rumble moment on their, on their resume when they did it. So, Emilio, you didn't really uh, weigh in on, on Stone Cold here. Um, obviously you said Kane would be your number one. Would Stone Cold even be your number two or, or, or where are you putting Stone Cold here? Stone Cold would be further down the list, maybe five or six, simply because if you watch the show and it, the way everything was going, you knew Stone Cold was winning the Rumbles. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way they were, the way they were, maybe, just maybe, maybe not 97, but 98, 90, uh, and what was it? 98 and 2001. Yeah, for sure. One, one thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like you just knew he was winning, that and, and the way that they were going. So there's there's so many different things. But like I said, for me, I look at moments. To me, Santino might even make the top seven because the timing of getting in the ring to get knocked out right away. <laughs> his like, cell. I wasn't ready. I love yeah. that. But you know, his other big moment too is when everyone thought he was going to put Del Rio out, and the place yeah. lost their fucking mind. Yeah, you know? I remember sitting there watching that live and actually believing Santino could could do this. Th this could happen, you know. And uh, Santino made you believe that moment. No, yes. not Vince McMahon, not Bruce Prichard, nobody with the pen. They didn't make me believe that moment. Santino Morella made me believe that he could he could throw out Del Rio and go to fucking WrestleMania. And that's that. This is what I'm talking about: performances, not the numbers. The true performances by the performer. That's what I'm talking about. Something like Santino Morella. And if you show up to Destiny Wrestling on January the 29th, you can ask Santino Morella all about that moment, and you can ask him all about how great the Motor City Machine Guns are going to be, and hanging out with Alicia Toot. And Alan Angels and Steve Macklin 
And uh, everybody, man, this is a loaded card. January 29th. Emilio, this has been a blast, man. I'll tell you what. Open invitation for the next time that we come on to talk about a future Destiny show. You you make a you bring a list with us, man. We'll we'll talk about what like you it. want to talk I like about. It. And you want to know the best thing about the 29th is that there's still a couple surprises that no one knows. Well, we about. only we only talked about five matches tonight. You know, we it's just, we you know we, we we talked about we talked about the four matches that were announced. You brought up that uh, the six way scramble. There's I'm sure there's going to be some stuff that we did not talk about. That's to well, be we know right? we know Alexia Nicole's going to be there, but what's she going to be doing? What is she going to do? And she she's pissed off. She was laying hands on the referees. I hope that you know you you had to have a stern conversation with her. You can't be laying hands on the officials. I tried to have a talk with her, but she just told me she'll say what's on her mind on the 29th. I mean. That is I mean, the bionic woman. The, you're you, probably you, smart to just you, give her you, that you microphone. Know. Yeah, that's it. She, she's getting the mic, and she she told me she's not happy right now with the security that came out and put their hands on her. Well, I cannot wait to see what happens. January 29th, Motor City Machine Guns against Destroy. That is going to be the match okay. to beat of the year. Uh, I'm, I'm putting you, it out there. I'm going on record. I got to ask you, Tyler. Uh, this past Friday was uh, Impact Wrestling's uh, Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. How much was how much of a markout moment for you was it when the Impact when when Motor City Machine Guns retained their Impact Championships? Because I know you wanted to see them <laughs> as champions at Destiny. Uh, I'm hoping that the real markout moment comes on the 29th at Destiny. If I can get my picture holding that Impact Wrestling <laughs> Tag Team Championship. <laughs> I have a static board. That's my goal for you and I, Mike. I would love for you and I to get our pictures holding the belts with the machine guns. I hope we can make it happen. I yeah. think we might know well, a guy that we might know well, a guy that could help putting this in the I'll right direction. My, I'll go get my picture with with destroy instead. That way we're there. that way we're on both sides. <laughs> yeah, just, just think about the card for the 29th, top to bottom. You know, Macklin against Prince. Like that's God. my my chest hurts thinking about that. Yeah, uh, and, and, and then awesome. Tarek, we, we didn't even really talk about Tarek. Uh, uh, you and I, uh, Tyler, we were late to the Tarek party, weren't we? You and I didn't really know Tarek until this time last year yeah, when we bit. saw him go up against our very good friend, um, young Jay Lee. And I thought he was going to cave Jay Lee's chest in with all those chops. For him going up against Angels uh, in, in less than two weeks from today, that is... Oh, that's ridiculous. I, I hurt thinking about this match. Yeah, absolutely. Tarek is, if, if, you, if you look at back at the last match at homecoming against mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Blanchard, that's right. that was a hard smash mouth match. Yes. That was two guys that went in there and they laid it all on the line. I'll tell you how hard those guys were hitting. At the beginning of that match, we were wrapping up interviewing Alicia Toot, which you can catch on the Count Out 7 YouTube page right now. And all you can hear getting picked up in the background is smacks and chops. And these guys, are they're not coming to mess around. Uh, Emilio, we appreciate everything that that you've done with us, with uh, inviting us into the Destiny family. We're happy to be on board. Uh, Stick around, everybody, to the Count It Out YouTube page. Uh, We're going to be working hard at the Destiny Show, trying to bring you guys some great interviews. Uh, Last words, Emilio, before we we take this thing home, uh, anything that you want to plug social media-wise or just tell the fans out there? 
Um, yeah, listen, speaking of social media, after the 29th show, we are going to have a lot of polls up on our social medias. Um, it, polls for dream matches, polls for who you'd like to see come into Destiny, whether it be someone that's on TV, a top independent talent, or a local wrestler. Not that I'm going to be able to make it all happen, but I will do what I can because I do want to give the fans what they want as long as it fits into the program of what is Destiny's doing. Um, you know, everyone knows. If they don't, I'll let you know now. Anyone that's in WWE under contract right now, I, I will not be able to get into a Destiny ring. But, you know, you have AEW, you have MLW, you have GCW, you have Impact, you have Warrior Wrestling, you have, you have uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver, uh, which Steve Macklin is the actual champion of, and he put yes, his title on the line at the last yeah. show after just winning it the night before. Um, there's, there's just so many talented individuals out there. And, you know, I'm looking for the dream matches myself that are going to give me the oohs and the ahs. That's what I want, and that's what I want to be able to give the fans. So you're going to see lots of polls coming out in the new year. You're going to see that we are hitting the road uh, for some shows throughout Ontario. Um, and it's, it's just going to be really, really good. You know, I, I, I spoke about IWTV. We're going to have a weekly show going up there starting in February. And, you know, it's just we're going to – we're going to put on such a great show production value. I'm always going to be looking to improve it every single show to, you know, to really, really give people uh, a look at what destiny really is. Awesome. And one of those polls that we'll put up is uh, which podcast covers destiny wrestling better count it out or straight talk wrestling. Oh, suck it, suck it George McKay. Sure. We're coming. We're coming for you, George McKay. <laughs> Uh, no, but Emilio, honestly, man, you're doing great things, man. We love the energy you're putting out there, and we can't wait to see you on the 29th, my man. Mike, you want to go ahead and take us home? You've said it all, man. Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here, Emilio. We hope uh, to have you as a regular part of the show every month. Uh, anytime you want to come on, and uh, whether it's to promote Destiny or just to talk about wrestling, you're, you have an open invitation on this show, my friends. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you. January 29th. I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're in if you're here in Toronto. I don't care if you if you're in Ottawa. I don't care if you're in Greenland. I don't care if you're in fucking Japan. Get on a plane. Get to Mississauga on the 29th. You don't want to miss this show. And with that said, I promise you, you have been counted out. Cheers. <laughs>